Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. It send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. And we've got a big show for you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Be part of the family. And check in with us today on uh, what is on your mind. And got a lot of guests to get to on the program as well. We've got uh, intern Joey here. almost said intern Chandler who is filling in for Shirley Rhodes once again, doing a great job on the audio side of things. Intern Joey on video. Connor here as well. Going to handle some video operations. The big dog, Glenn Griffin's here. Ellerby is here to my left. Hello, Ellerby. What's up, Clipper? Excited for the big show today. Got Brian Bailey coming up. Talk some pirate football and more at 4 o'clock. Former Pirate Radio intern, Brooks Hill, will be in studio with us he said he was coming into town wanted to come hang out at his old stomping ground so we'll catch up with uh brooksy talk a little canes hockey they're actually in the news right now this offseason so get an update on that and uh got a little trivia plan for the interns chandler and brooks coming up in hour number three so we'll have a lot of fun on a monday edition of pirate radio live we will kick off today's show going out to the pirate radio live line and talking to the president of major league eating and each and every year we have this interview ahead of the fourth of july coney's uh, hot dog eating contest in coney nathan's famous hot dog eating contest in coney island rich shea joining us today on the program and rich it's uh, great to talk to you again how you doing I'm I'm well. Thanks for having me back on. It's it's, uh, it's an exciting week. We're here since uh, I guess just eight days out. Ellerby, I don't know how long we've done this. Troy D started rolling with this. Uh, it's got to be at least ten years now, but it is uh, it is an annual tradition to have Rich on to uh, talk about this awesome event going on next week. Yeah, it is uh, a made for TV event. Much watch TV and uh, Rich. How excited are you for the 2023 Nathan's uh, Famous Hot Dog Contest next week? Yeah, I'm pretty psyched. I mean, last year we were able to get back to the corners here from Steelwell Avenue. So we had done it one in 20. We had to do it inside, really kind of just really quiet and brutal due to the pandemic. In 21, we did it in the uh, Cyclones, which is uh, a uh, you know, minor league ball field next door to Nathan's. Last year we got back to the corner, had a huge crowd. This year I think it'll be even better. I think um, while Joey is still the odds-on favorite, uh, Wary and Esper I think have a little bit more belief in their game, so it could be a, could be a fun day. 
You mentioned the legend Joey Chestnut, and Rich, I was looking up some odds uh, before you came on the show today, and of course, Joey Chestnut is the favorite. And what I'm looking at, uh, minus 2,500, uh, so an overwhelming favorite once again. It has been uh, just a dynasty for Joey Chestnut over the years, and we ask you every year we have you on, when will this dynasty come to an end? Will it, when will it come close to coming to an end? Uh, but how about Joey Chestnut heading into this year's event, once again, the overwhelming favorite, I guess? Yeah, he is the favorite. He's he's not as young as he once was, neither am I. He's like the Cal Ripken of the calorie, this guy. He he doesn't seem to be slowing down. I will say, um, you know, he did he did lose to Nick Wary in a pistachio eating contest, not so much about volume, but wonderful pistachios from the shell. Uh and he and he lost to uh, Esper not so long ago, a couple of weeks ago in a in a donut hole eating championship. So the thing about this, and I know we've talked about it before, is when it comes to hot dogs, just no one is as committed or as skilled as Joey. Um, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's, he knows that this is our masters, right. And, uh, and our world cup, and he just brings it all to this day. Um, it, the, the, the question will be, you know, does he falter in the first five minutes? Does he lose a minute? And by that, I mean, does he have a six hot dog minute? Um, you know, as opposed to an eight or a nine or a 10 out of the gate, if that's the case, then a guy like Esper, I think would be his biggest threat. Rich, for someone just tuning in for the first time and uh, wanting to know the legend of Joey Chestnut, the GOAT of Major League Eating, uh, if he were to win this year, how many mustard belts would that be? And he owns the world record, too. What's what's the uh, world record standing at right now? So in 21, Joey ate 76. It was the spirit of 76. 76 Nathan Tut, Tugs, and Buns in 10 minutes. Um, he has won 15 of the last 16 events, uh, so he'd be going for his 16th. Um, and uh, I actually call him the joke, the joeyest of all time. Rich, you mentioned you mentioned uh, was it Esper as uh, someone that could be his uh, up and coming uh, foe here? Is is there someone if Joey is the Tom Brady, the Michael Jordan of your sport? Is there who are who are the new faces? Is there the next Joey Chestnut coming up the ranks in Major League Eating right now? So this year, I think when you watch the program, and, and I, I, I'm not fully conversant on a couple of these guys, we have Max Suzuki from Japan, but also two other Japanese eaters who I have not witnessed uh, compete, but they put away some pretty big foods, uh, pretty big numbers. Uh, so I'll be interested to watch them. There is a guy from Australia who will be his second year in Coney Island. He ate 59 uh, Nathan's Hot Dogs and Buns. That's a big number. Uh, this guy named uh, James Webb from Australia. Uh, so I'd keep an eye on him. I think... Uh, you know, Esper is not a young guy. He's been around for probably eight, eight or more years. Uh, he is the number two ranked eater in the world for a reason out of the Boston area. And then Mickey Sudo, the female champion, her husband, Nick Wary, who, uh, you know, is, is now ranked number four in the world, just behind Mickey. Uh, you know, that's a dude that, that can certainly put away some food. That's a heck of a dinner bill. You got a couple that are both competitive eaters. <laughs> that's tough right there. Richard, I, I was going to kind of tongue-in-cheek ask you, is there a, a Victor Wimbayama, like an international guy that's going to come over and, and do what Ellerby said and kind of be the next big thing? And you, you said there, a couple guys from uh, Japan, Australia, of course, Kobayashi uh, was there before Joey Chestnut began his reign. So how international has uh, MLE, has this competitive eating uh, got over the years? Yeah, so we have Korea and Brazil also represented this year. So, uh, and we we go all around the world, but the, the bulk of our events are here in the in, in the in the U.S. Uh, so, so we we I, I would like to be more international. To be honest, I think we should do. We've done we've done the whole Pacific Rim. We've done Europe. You know, we've been to Germany. We're going to the U.K. Actually, I'm doing a, a Nathan's event uh, in the U.K. this late August. Um, 
but so so but that is sort of the through line beyond Joey and Mickey and their greatness. Um, can someone knock those two off? Uh, the the, the storyline this year to me is like is, is like keeping an eye on these international competitors because we kind of know where the Americans are once you get below you know a wary and an expert. What are the uh, rules to qualify for the Nathan Famous uh, Hot Dog Eating Contest? And, uh, you know, how many people can you have in a contest each year, too? So we'll have 16 men and 16 women. We did four wild cards this year because still resting ourselves out of COVID. We we, we, uh, we, we used to do like 13, 14 wild card uh, qualifiers. Now we're doing six or seven. Um, so hopefully that, that should next year get back to its normal number. But basically you go to an, uh, a qualifying event. We had a couple in Ohio. We, yeah, there's one in Vegas. Um, you could fly to your, uh, England and do that one in August, and, and you could qualify for next year. Um, but you basically you have to win a qualifier or nab one of these uh, wild cards, which would be uh, in this in this year's case one of the top four second place finishers in a qualifier. Richard Shea, President uh, MLE, joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We've talked to Rich for so long now. We almost assume that all of you out there know about Major League Eating. So uh, let's take it all the way back, Richard. How, how did this become a, a staple for the 4th of July? You guys have carved it out where this is your day. Everybody knows it's on television, knows where to go to find it. And uh, how did that come to be? Uh, kind of tell us about how it all got started for you guys with Major League Eating. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, so major. We didn't create competitive eating, obviously. So you can go back, you know, hundreds of years. You can see, get images in your head of like some kids in a, in a cherry pie eating contest, at, uh, you know, in the cherry harvest, right? Uh, certainly predates us. But we, uh, my brother George, who wears the straw hat on the stage, a couple years older than me, he was doing PR for the contest and really enjoyed it. Um, we started our own PR firm and uh, took Nathan's with us uh, and leaned into the Nathan's event. Uh, and started getting it, you know, some much more recognition and much more press coverage, uh, and that resulted in uh, other festivals and other food brands calling us and saying, "Can you do the same or similar for us?" So, you know, we've ended up working with all variety of mom and pop shops up into like regional places like Rouse's Markets and uh, Greater Louisiana, you know, uh, to Pizza Hut, you know, and Qdoba. You know, Joey ate fourteen and a half Qdoba burritos this year in, uh, in Milwaukee and, and just edged out Esper, who had him the whole way except for the last minute. Um, but basically, we kind of developed it into a sport, gave it the trappings of sport, um, and and we were able to advance advance it all safely and, and, and archive the results. So we've been we've been quite fortunate. The ESPN show, uh, which is I believe the first year was '04, that certainly helped. You know, back then especially bring it to the masses uh, before social media is what it is today. Um, and then you got to you know you really got to credit the eaters, guys like Kobayashi helped change the game. Joey Chestnut obviously has helped establish the game for sure. Sonia Thomas, no longer competing, an amazing female competitor. She aged 48 dozen Acme oysters in New Orleans once. Uh, you know, great moments like that. So you got to credit the eaters for getting out in the road and, and, and spreading the gospel. You know, Major League Baseball has invented the uh, pitch clock, and there's always tweaks and changes in all the leagues. Uh, what, what's new with Major League eating, and maybe in particular to the uh, hot dog eating contest coming up next week? You know, there's not, you know, we, we, we went through, and I'm sure, Jonathan, we spoke about this, you know, over the years, we went through, you know, periods where we had to, we had to instill new rules. The biggest thing that ever happened with us was in 08, uh, which is quite a while now, um, someone dropped off, they were redoing some, some stuff in Coney Island, like not, not at Nathan's, but nearby, raising a building, basically, and someone found this, like, uh, uh, the New York Times called it ephemera, you know, like just some old papers, and it was handworker, Nathan handworker's. 
uh, handwritten rules for the to how to have a contest, and and uh, you still find the story in the New York Times. Basically, it was a ten minute contest. Up until that date, up until '08, we had always done twelve minute contests. Ever since then, we 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 moved it back to the, its original ten minute length. And and of course, when you know it, Joey actually set more records in, in with with less time than, than back when it was twelve minutes. But you know, we've had dunking rules and things like that that you have to keep an eye on dunking. But you know, the, the game has evolved, and, and the stakes are higher. Um, the, you know, these eaters are pros and they don't really fiddle around anymore. So we have our, our framework, but nothing new going into this year. Same, same event as you saw last year, uh, you know, just uh, a different day. This is the uh, Masters, the Super Bowl, the Daytona 500 is the uh, Nathan's Famous coming up on uh, July 4th. Uh, what are your other favorite events uh, below this one coming up next week? Uh, I love the, the buffalo wing eating competition in, in Buffalo, New York, on Labor Day. It's, it's a total scene. People up in Buffalo, or you know, look kind of like it's kind of like that Bills Mafia all the time. So that crowd is a lot of fun up in Buffalo on Labor Day, and it's a two-day festival. Um, I always love being in New Orleans for some reason. I always thought our fiscal year should be Fat Tuesday. That town just sort of like fits well with Major League eating. Um, so if we're doing a Rouse's Crawfish Contest or an Hackney Oyster Contest, I had a lot of fun. I hope it's a. I think it will be an annual in Milwaukee. Another really warm town like like Buffalo, where we did the Qdoba event, um, you know. But I was at a really mom and pop one last week. It's a Lions Club out in Eastern Long Island, and they, they have a strawberry festival. And we did a uh, strawberry shortcake eating contest. Uh, it really felt like the old days, and uh, until I ate twenty one pounds of strawberry shortcake, and ate that, that was pretty stunning. <laughs> 21 pounds of strawberry shortcake. That is, that is not only stunning, but uh, impressive. My hat's off to that gentleman. He had dessert before the hot dog. Uh, Robert uh, on YouTube says mayonnaise eating contest was the worst I've ever witnessed. Uh, we always ask you, uh, Rich, every year, any any new competitions, new foods being eaten in a competitive form? Anything new this year? Nothing off-putting like that. You know, uh, you know, you know pistachio so wonderful. Pistachio had us out, and, and I mentioned that, uh, that where he won that thing with 108 pistachios from the shell. I think Joey came in seventh. But again, it's not a, that's not a uh, capacity game. That is that is a skill like kind of like a crawfish. You have to you have to separate things and, and get that shell out of the sh- uh, get that uh, pistachio nut out of the shell. Um, so we're always adding events, but um, but nothing like uh, mayonnaise is kind of more like traditional foods, foods that you and I would eat, uh, and that's that's what resonates with the audience. How, how many ideas are you presented a year, and how, and how does someone get an event sanctioned in uh, their city or town? Uh, so typically it's a it's a it's an organization. I mentioned like the Lions Club, right? Like or or it's a brand like Qdoba or Wonderful, and they reach out and they want they they, they often want the entertainment either for a festival that's existing uh, or to sort of generate uh, press, you know, so generate earned in social media. So they'll call us or email us, and all our stuff's on MajorLeagueEating.com. Uh, and then um, you know we we reach out to people too. So we actually are lucky this year to have Pepsid, the uh, number one doctor recommended. Uh, anti uh, anti acid uh, with us this year out in Coney Island. That's a perfect sponsor. Uh, but it, it, as I said, we we work with small and medium and large sponsors, and people typically reach out to us. Uh, except if you get someone big like like Pepsi or something, we might we might you know be knocking there on their door. Richard, uh, you know how many celebrities or athletes do you come across? I was thinking about we have the Big Rock Blue Marlin Fishing Tournament uh, a little ways down the road here in North Carolina, and Michael Jordan uh, has a boat, but also actually fished uh, in that event a couple of years ago. And I'm sure you run across celebrities who say they can eat a lot of food. And uh, but but how many uh, celebrities have you run across? Who are the best celebrity eaters uh, you've come across out there? You know, we get more like celebrities commenting. Uh, you know, uh, like we've had a lot of Snoop Dogg stuff. Steven Tyler commenting during the show because they're watching it. 
Um, we once had, this would predate you guys, but we once had a guy named William the Refrigerator Perry. He was a famous old uh, Chicago bear from the 80s. He's a big dude. They called him the fridge. Obviously, he got crushed. He ate like three hot dogs in Coney Island. Um, you know, it's more about that they're fans and they know about it, but they don't, I haven't had a lot of celebs eat. Yeah. You, you have the celebrity family feud. Have you ever thought of like going to ESPN and doing like just a, doing a celebrity version of uh, the hot dog eating contest or something else? We should. I was actually just thinking, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow like, likes kale and we have a kale eating competition. <laughs> uh, you know, Gideon the Truth OG ate 25 pounds of kale at that thing. She might be able to give Gideon a run for his wedding. <laughs> Richard Shea, MLE CEO, joining us. Richard, uh, what all uh, do we need to know? The details uh, coming up next Tuesday. What's the the TV time and uh, everything else we need to know? You got it, man. So follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's at Eating Contest, and uh, and uh, the, the show itself uh, will start streaming on ESPN three at ten thirty five a.m. Eastern. Uh, the, the full hour on television will be on two, so ESPN two at noon Eastern. Uh, and then it'll rear uh, later in the evening, I think five o'clock on ESPN. Um, but you know, you don't want to catch the rears. You want to catch that live live event on ESPN too. It's uh, got to be. Is, is this your favorite day of the year? July fourth, hot dog eating contest. July, well, July five. <laughs> <laughs> After it's over, <laughs> we work a lot. We work a lot this week. But when you get out there, like anything, you can imagine if you're going to a pirate team or something. You're stoked once, you, once the day's actually there, right? So uh, it is fun to be out there and see the crowd and 30,000 fans. You know, there's cameras beyond ESPN. There's just a bank of international media. So even if you you, know, you do it every year, you, you think you get hardened to it, but then you get out there and it's fun. Plus, it's 4th of July, so it's all colorful and crazy. So, yeah, it is, it is, it is a favorite for sure. What time do you uh, arrive at Coney Island? Walk us through your day. What's your uh, day like on the 4th? So we have meetings like, Yes, I, I get to do the call on ESPN, so we'll have a meeting the night before. You know, we're managing all the eaters, but unfortunately, I don't have to do a lot of that. We have teams. So then, so we typically wake up super early, get out to Coney Island at like 7 a.m., um, and then it's just sound. And, and we, we, you know, my company, Major League Eating, we're also running the whole event, so producing this whole event, so beyond television. Uh, but I focus mostly on the TV stuff. So you get there at 7 a.m., you do your bit, and then you run around and make sure your team's doing everything. Uh, and then you'd be surprised. You, just, you know, we go on at it, we're streaming at ten thirty-five, so you're kind of locked out there for for a few hours as opposed to just that one live hour. Uh, and then depending on any errors that might happen in the show, you might have to recut after. But typically, you're clear by like you know two o'clock. And then I actually leave Coney Island. I go up into the burbs where I live, and if all goes well, I have a cold beer. Yeah, you mentioned Joey. He's going for his sixteenth uh, yellow mustard yeah. belt. I mean, he. This has got to be how many competitions total has he done it? And is it possible that he's getting close to this? Could be one of his last ones he ever does. You know, you'd have to ask him that. Uh, I don't know that he is looking to, to call it yet. Um, and I, I should know this off. The, I'm not in front of my computer. I should know this off the cuff. But I'm going to say he's probably done like twenty of these things. So he probably lost to Kobayashi three or four times before beating him. Uh, and then he beat him six times in a row. Um, and then he, this would be 10 years from that. That's, I'm about right there. I don't know that he's looking to, to, to wrap it up, but we'll try to get him on, on your air next year and you can ask him directly. We always talk about what 30 for 30 we'd like to see on ESPN. And, uh, I mean, I just thought of a couple now talking to Rich, you know, the, the dominance of Joey Chestnut, but also where's Kobayashi or just this event and its growth. Uh, need to talk to some uh, folks there at ESPN and uh, get a 30 for 30 out there, Rich, on you guys. Yeah, they actually did do one a couple of years ago, but it was mostly about the Kobayashi uh, MLE beef, which I 
don't really think was much of a beef, but that's why he likes to spin it. Yeah. Um, and a little bit about Joey's dominance. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, it's funny. You stand at the top, everyone sort of expects that this kid to go out there and win. He's not a kid anymore. And it's true. It's like, it's almost like Brady in the old days. It's like, okay, roll my eyes. He's going to go, going to go throw 545 yards, you know? Um, so, uh, he's definitely, you know, he's definitely made an impact on the sport, and uh, we'll see if he can win one more. At this point, that would be it would be a shock if he doesn't win, and it's got to happen one year. And the year it does, it's going to make national headlines. Like it's going to be everywhere. Joey Chestnut finally loses. Yeah, well, I guess there is the trivia question. He's won fifteen of the last sixteen. Who who was the who was the one uh, that that took him that one year? That was the great Matt Stoney, a former MLE uh, superstar, and uh, Stoney Stoney beat him out there in Coney Island. And it was always headlines, but yeah, that was a that was a big deal. Stoney's not competing uh, in Coney anymore, but uh, he's beaten him. We did a couple DraftKings events during COVID, and Stoney beat him in maybe more short form, uh, different foods. As I said, Joey sometimes is exposed in, in a different food. It's just hot dogs that he's been so dominant in. Is, is there a food that Major League Eating does not want any part of, does not want to sanction a contest with? Oh, I'm sure there's something. I, I, I can't I can't think of it right now, but, uh, yeah. we we I will say, like, we don't we, – years ago we did a Fox show when we were starting out, me and George, and they, they had, like, that's where your your, your boy had the, the, the mayonnaise reference when Oleg Zernitsky had 532-ounce bowls of mayonnaise in five minutes. That was pretty gross. We did, like, you know, Rocky Mountain oysters, and this was all, you know, driven by the – by the uh, broadcaster, so we we kind of stay away from those foods. I'm sure there's stuff that I'd rather not be around, but uh, but you know when, when you're calling the event, you're kind of looking at the crowd more than the, than the place. Well, we're looking forward to uh, July 4th. Uh, I'll be locked in on your coverage uh, starting on uh, the ESPN app, and then of course. Uh, once again, give us a recap of where everybody can start uh, their Fourth of July next Tuesday. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me back on, guys. Uh, it's uh, 10.35 a.m. Eastern. It starts to stream on ESPN3. Uh, and then uh, noon Eastern live hour on ESPN2. And then there will be re-airs later in the day on, on different ESPN uh, platforms. And uh, you can follow it all at Eating Contest on the socials. Rich, awesome stuff. Thanks for joining us. Uh, have a great event. And uh, we'll catch up with you again next year. Thanks so much. Go Pirates. There is uh, Richard Shea with the Go Pirates uh, at the end. That's all, hey, look when it when you ever have anything, you're not worried. You can't think of what to say. You say Go Pirates. You just say Go Pirates. Yeah, it you always know? works. Like if uh, you know the the, <coughs> the lady at the cash register asks you a question, you don't really know how to answer. You just go Pirates. Go Pirates. It just it's always a good go to. All know? right, let's go around the horn real quick before we take a break. Uh, what event do you think you could win or come close to winning when it comes to a particular food? Chandler, what do you got? I gotta go chicken wings. Any uh, buffalo? Are we talking about like uh, within this building? Who we're not we, talking about just in general. It's like you know we're not gonna go out and beat LeBron James in basketball, okay. and we're not gonna beat Joey Chestnut in eating. But if we did a local event, right? What, what what do you think you would? What would you? What event would you like to be in? Chandler goes. Can I be specific? Yes. Spicy garlic AJ wings. All right. That, that the more specific the better chance you probably got to win so all right uh joey how about you uh i'm gonna have to ride chandler's coattails a little bit but i'll do lemon pepper wings from Wingstop. all right connor what do you got wings. <laughs> what kind of what flavor definitely buffalo wings has to be buffalo i've eaten 30 in a sitting one time well oh, here's here's okay. my qu- here's all my right. question That's could you bizarre. three 
What's up? Could you three come up with a flavor, and then we'll maybe we'll have our own little contest <laughs> here. You know, like or, or maybe they get to pick their favorite flavor, and then uh, what? Well, maybe we'll sanction this. We'll get wings over Greenville down here to uh, all of y'all claim to be the wing king. Yeah, who oh. is it really? Yeah, they got to be traditional though. Bone in only. All right. Yeah, y'all, are y'all all talking bone in, right? And we're going to have Tony yeah. Collins as the celebrity judge. It does judge. not look. This is how I eat my wings. It does not count unless you eat the gristles, too. Right. All right. I, I eat, like, there's nothing left on the bone when I eat my wings. Is that fair? That's yeah. fair. Fair, yeah. fair? All right. I'm calling up uh, Wings Over Greenville. We're going to get this thing sanctioned here at the Pirate Radio Sturdy Clip. Did you? Did you go? Because they deliver. Um,. Uh, well, I think I always go back to Chick-fil-A nuggets. I just feel like I could eat a hundred of those mm-hmm. if I had to. But um, something different. How about lo mein? I <laughs> just just taking that's, just, that's heavy noodles by the fistful, chunking them in, knocking them down. That's tough. That's so I, hey, look, I will dominate. If I look, pirate radio, yeah. What would be your drink of choice to wash it down? Uh, in that case, probably just water. I, would think. I think at an eating contest, you have to go water. Yeah. Wow, what do you want? Some burr? No, no. I can't drink and eat at the same time. Well, what would you choose? Probably like a, I don't know, Pepsi Zero. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Ellerby, what food would you choose? Uh, you know when you go to like a nice Christmas party and they have those meatballs marinated in the brown sauce? Yes. You you hit good with, one. You yeah. Hit, you hit with the toothpick. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I'd like them. You know, kind of like not golf ball size, but a little bit smaller. But I feel like I feel like I could dominate those. No, I got one for you, LRB. Yeah. Wally's two kettle corn, better butter popcorn. <laughs> now I've seen LRB go to town on that. Let me tell you what. Try to eat just one of those. <laughs> Although we all put a big beating on it, like it took a team to, to take out that big. Yeah, it was so. Next good. Next time we'll make it a contest. Yeah, that uh, that is good. But uh, but we also we all went all meat. What if you had to go something besides like? Well, I took lo mein. Lo mein, so just noodles. If it had to be sweets, what would you do? That's a good one. I could do hot tamales. Wait, what? The candy. The candy, yeah. yeah. Oh, hot tamales. <laughs> I was a little confused there. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Ooh, Mike and Ike will be, yeah. Starburst for me. Mm. I was going to eat Starburst fast, though. I was going to say I like gummy bears, but I don't think I could eat a whole. That would that'd make me super sick. Something sweet. I mean, strawberry shortcake sounds awesome. I was going to say those little cakes that uh, I forgot his name. Oh, nothing no bun free cakes? ads, but okay, nothing bun cake lemon. Yeah. Uh, sign me up for oh, that, man. man. I will turn into yeah. a lemon. Tried 21 pounds last week. Good grief, dude. Mm. Those are good. I took down two in like the matter of two minutes. Robert would like to compete in a donut holes eating contest. That would be Which good. they do have those. Yeah. Uh, Robert, you should sign, try to sign up for that. I want me some glory hole donut holes chandler donut holes yeah, i want me some glory holes. two different things uh tyler says bacon oh how many strips of bacon could you eat in two all minutes? right floppy or crispy gotta be crispy i'm going in the middle <laughs> what about potato chips or like a cheese it or a pretzel cheese mm-hmm. doodles it's over cheese with. doodles it's over with you can how many I need water how many bags of cheese doodles could you eat uh are we like how many bags what kind of bags <laughs> like like right. the regular size regular. bag do y'all know about the the chester's hot fries oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i can eat like i can probably take somebody down in an eating contest with those what about cereal oh i love i'm cereal. not a big cereal guy. i think it really depends on the cereal like if it's a dry or with milk with milk gotta be with so milk. what what could you down with milk there joey lucky charms hmm. oh yeah Magically Magically delicious. Delicious. does milk fill you up though 
Yeah, I, I mean, don't if, you don't want if you so go without milk. milk, you could probably eat more. I would feel like I just feel like it'll get too dry, and the milk for me is just to wash things down. Yeah, you could do it like they do in the uh, hot dog contest and dunk your dunk uh, cereal. No, that's that's too far. <laughs> Chad's going. Uh, this is a good Eastern North Carolina answer. Boiled peanuts. I I would. I can't even eat one boiled peanut. I like I do, peanuts. do you like boiled peanuts? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll take them down. I love a peanut, just not a boiled peanut. All right. Well, there you go. Now we're all fat. Brad uh, says steamed oysters. So are those are the ones you just slide right in? Well, you got to. I'm not an oyster guy. You get, depends yeah, on you, if you got to pop them or not. That's, that's all, that was the thing with probably Joey Chestnut and the pistachios. That takes a skill just to open up each shell each time. Same thing with the, with the uh, steamed oysters. Are they being shucked for you? And you could just pop them because I could pop a lot of oysters too. Um, Speaking of shells, Jamie says, I told Clip earlier this year I could beat him in a sunflower seed eating contest, seed and shell. And guess what, Jamie? Have you? No. He has not beaten me. Are you a that sunflower are you a sunflower seed He's guy? He's never beaten me. I'm a big sunflower seed guy. I was this close to going to rehab after I ate so many sunflower seeds after 100 played Little League. I mean, my mouth was, <laughs> my mouth was so tore up, I quit yeah. right after that. I mean, oh, man. They're good, but when you do too much of one thing, it can really cause harm. After ECU baseball, see, I eat them in the press box. Oh, wow. And, like, I have a little spit cup or whatever. Yeah. Like, I got dip or what, uh, But, uh, yeah, the, the salty, dry mouth after uh, ECU baseball season, I do have to kind of go off of it for a little uh, while man it, it tore my mouth up i bounced around to like old bay flavor all sorts of stuff brooks hill will be on the show later he says pepsi chugging and uh i've got pepsis here but i don't feel like ah, that's gross i, I don't, don't know, know if i could do that i don't you know they don't really sanction beverages right you know it's just kind of too much of a beverage i think is is just not good you spill a little too like it's i just i just solids don't. are much better i think to judge yeah, I, I just I think it might be safer. I think I mean you're not supposed to drink. I mean maybe they can have a water drinking contest. All right, uh, good stuff. Yeah, glad we got Rich on before the fourth. I'll be locked in next week. You can watch. Um, no, I watch. You, you'll, you'll, you'll follow it on Twitter. I'll later. follow it yeah. definitely to see who wins. I may even drive to Virginia and bet on it, but I don't like watching it. Drive to Virginia and bet on it. Yeah, I like the I love the event. I love what it represents. But it is gross to me to watch. Joey Chestnut at 72 and a half hot dogs over or under. See, over. that's what I, I meant to bring that up, too. I couldn't find a betting line. We'll have one as it gets closer. But what? So what's the record all time? 76. 76. Okay. So that's why I put 72 and a half. Is that your? That's just my LRB that's, the bookie? That's the uh, LRB sports book line. I mean, at this point, without looking it up, I'm going to go over 72 and a half. Is that what you said, Chandler? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go 71 or 70. Let me see what he's done in the uh, recent years. I would go under, too, because I don't think anybody's going to be close to him. And I, and I don't think he really keeps an eye to the people to his left or right. But I think he knows once he gets to 70 that the number you need to look at is what has been second place every year he's won, which I think is a, on the, average like a 30. In the 50s, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's probably his win margin is probably by at least 20 plus hot dogs. Yes. He's basically been playing against himself. For yeah, the last I mean it's decade. Joey. It's really Joey versus Joey. I'll take Joey. I appreciate uh, the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can. So I've got the the number LRB, but I don't know if I have second place. Right. There so sixty three for Joey. He went seventy six and 21, 75 and twenty, seventy one and nineteen to give you an idea on yeah. 
on what he's hitting at. So I'll go under 72 and a half, but not by a lot. All right. Good stuff, Ellery. All right. See you next. No, we're not seeing you next week. We'll be watching the 4th of July contest. We'll have some best ofs next week, and then we'll be back in a couple weeks yep. getting ready for football. Talk to you then. All right. Let's take a break. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We'll recap the weekend when we return. What did you uh, watch this weekend in the world of sports? Got some College World Series to discuss. Boy, that Braves Red Series was as advertised. That was like a World Series series. I believe every game was a one-run game. Reds took them down on Friday when I talked junk a little too early. Braves took care of them Saturday and Sunday in awesome games. Uh, So we'll talk a little MLB. Orioles playing great. Gavin Williams set to start on Tuesday. Keep an eye out on that and uh more we'll talk about it all when we return and joey this is a huge night for joey from the very beginning of the college world series he said one particular team would be winning they could win it tonight we'll discuss that as well when we return after this to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Double B, Brian Bailey, going to join us coming up in hour number two. Our old uh, buddy, former intern Brooks Hill, now hockey announcer, going to join us on the show. Catch up with him. And I got a little trivia cooked up for Brooks, Chandler, Connor, and Joey. And we'll go two on two. We'll do teams. I'll let y'all decide how you want to do it. Can we do former interns versus current interns? That's fine with me. If uh, yeah, if that's cool with everybody else, that is right. Well, and you know what? I'm an, a former intern. Three on two. I like it. <laughs> uh, we'll just be intern heavy here in hour three of the show. All right. So come. So first of all, let's recap the weekend. What y'all do this weekend? You play golf, Chandler? Yeah, I played on uh, Saturday morning, early Saturday morning, and then. Uh, uh, hung out with my grandmother in the afternoon, and then I went and saw a buddy of mine who I graduated high school with. Um, he actually, when he graduated from college, he moved up to Philadelphia and started his pro wrestling career with this uh, with this promotional company. And uh, they came back to our hometown, so I went and watched him. I can show you some videos What's later on. What's his name? Uh, his wrestling name is Junie Underwood, the Firestarter. Okay. So Does uh, he come out to the song Firestarter? Uh, yes, he does. By Prodigy? Yes, he does. Very good. Um, he um, has a tag team partner, so they uh, faced off against another tag team. Uh, uh, and it was it was really fun. So we did that on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, I played nine holes with my brother and my mom and dad. So uh, and we shot one under. So that wasn't too bad. Ooh, but not what you wanted. You had yourself like seven under. Well, that was that was on Saturday oh, morning. Oh, well, how did you do with your – Five the- under. Okay, so you were close to yeah, what you were We were five for. under on Saturday and then one under with 
my brother and my mom and my dad's not too bad. I just want my goal with them was to finish under par, and we we actually got up to two under par, and then we bogeyed one of the last three holes, and we ended up one under. So, uh, what's that guy's name again? The wrestler, uh, Juni Underwood, fire starter. I want to see if uh, yeah, I want to see a picture of him. So he does. Uh, his name does come up on Google. Okay, was he a little guy, a little high flower? Yeah, I mean, and the the, the thing that stinks about the situation this past weekend is that the building that we were in the ceiling was very low i was talking to his dad who his dad actually was a former teacher slash coach of mine uh his dad was my baseball coach my junior and um or excuse me my senior year of high school um and uh, he was saying that like 40 percent to 50 percent of their act was cut out because the ceiling being so low because they do a lot of high flying off the top rope um but uh Junie, Junie underwood actually went through the rope and like took out two of the he took out the whole tag team uh then he had his sister who was in the audience go over there and slap the uh opponent in the chest so i've got that video to show you too it was really cool junie underwood and so let's see nicknames firestarter friendly neighborhood firestarter pyro prince i like that uh his signature moves cradle flare meteor solution nine <laughs> i got a lot of info on this guy here 511 176 i hope to see him on tv one day i hope so too That'd i mean cool. this is this is something that he's always wanted to do even back when we were younger he was a big wrestling fan and uh just seeing the joy and him doing that is really cool so uh it was it was awesome being there the other night to see him win we had a former intern robert who was close with some pro wrestlers and uh famously i need to see if i could find this story got kicked out of wrestlemania and uh spent a night in the dallas jail he told us that story on the sports bar back in the day (laughs) i gotta find that story robert was one of a kind but he's like buddies with um the guy in wwe now uh, prince puma what's his name um ricochet he's friends with ricochet i don't know if y'all know wrestling at all but anyway used to um all right, so Joey, did you, okay, I got to talk about Joey's weekend. Connor, did you do anything cool? Beach. Beach. Beach it up. So Joey, man, you've been coming along. You're doing a great job around here. You've uh, you've solidified yourself very early as part of Pirate Radio, part of the show, doing a great job. But if you could start giving out winners, like you take yourself to a whole new level. And Friday on the show, we were talking Reds, Braves, and you said we, we we've done this three or four nights now hadn't hit on a home run yet but you said i'll take ellie de la cruz what did he do went out and hit for the cycle he went cycling <laughs> he went cycling uh you had it so you won that probably what'd you say plus 350 or so yeah. tree 50 uh so you hit that one now before the college world series started and I don't even know if we acknowledged it much. We were kind of just throwing out teams or whatever. You said, it's going to be Florida. Give me the Gators. Chop, chop. And Florida cruised through the College World Series without a loss, I believe, until in getting to the championship series. Boy, they had LSU on the ropes on Friday, on Saturday, came back super strong on Sunday, and now one win away from doing exactly what you said they'd do about a month ago. They're avid listeners of the show, so 
Uh, Jack uh, Cannoli, however you say his last Cannoli. name. Holy hey, cannoli. Holy cannoli. Yeah, he called me up and he said, yeah, I got you. We're going to get it done. So They're doing it for done. Joey. So uh, Joey hit his home run prop Friday. Could hit a big one tonight if Florida wins. And that's how you really secure your spot here at Pirate Radio. And I, you know what? I got to ride with you. I'm riding with Joey. Florida's the underdog tonight. So but you've seen Virginia plenty of times, too. Uh, I don't really do the driving to Virginia. I do the uh, the mobile stuff. Use my phone a little. All bit. right. Yeah. Meaning you text somebody that's in Virginia yeah. so you can do it. So legally. you say you 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 text and so, we've done that before. Sure. Because we didn't have time we got to a drive guy, up. Yeah, we got a guy. I got that, a guy. Yeah. Got a guy goes to university. Don't of tell Virginia. on yourself, Joey. <laughs> I got a guy that lives at the state line. Just say you drive to Virginia. What's <laughs> Virginia picture? Me and him are good friends. I forget his name though. It's uh, crazy. The guy Chandler and I know his yeah. house literally on the state line. So he reaches out okay. his back window, which is in Virginia. And is able to bet that way. I went and stayed with him one time, and I was still staying in North Carolina because his guest bedroom is in North Carolina. His bedroom is in Virginia. I love those type of houses. Yeah. Yeah, so you just walk right to his room, and you can gamble. Yeah. Exactly. You exactly. do it. You you put one of those bets in on the guest room, you get arrested. You're toast. Yeah, you're, you're toast. done, man. Done for. You got to be careful. Uh, pretty soon, we'll be able to place those bets in North Carolina Can't if wait. you choose to do Tonight, so. I got Can't it. wait. The over in the game, LSU Florida. All right, let me text the guy. The line is, uh, I believe at nine and a half. Ooh, it's gonna be a sticky game. I don't think it's gonna go crazy, but if one guy can go ahead and get maybe a two, three run bomb, I think it's. You're not worried about Skeens shutting down. So he's not starting, but bullpen he will be sitting in the bullpen ready to roll i believe yeah, i think he'll be ready to come out i was telling joey end. earlier i believe you could see maybe like an lsu lead in the eighth up by two and then here comes skeins to close it out mm. i don't like that Edwin scenario Diaz music. that music that's the best it's not his song no, I, i'm sorry that's something let's in not the start past that, that joey that, joey the, you, you you can't help it, but this is before your time here at Pi Radio. But <laughs> oh, okay. we had a big uh, quarrel, I guess you could say, uh, about that narco song. Okay, you got to fill me in on that. Uh, let's all laugh at the Mets. Did you see? I had to watch this. I read um, their recap against the Phillies yesterday. They're up by three, I believe, in the bottom of the eighth. They walk the bases loaded. Then there's an error to get a run in, and then the pitcher hits two guys in a row to bring the other two in. And they end up losing the game. It was awesome. It was just classic Mets. I love it. Classic New York Mets baseball. All right. Um, let's take a break because we got to get another one in. Uh, when we return, Jamie saw a cool concert this weekend. We'll talk about that. He's got a question. Also, Craig, I saw your wordplay on Facebook. I'll, uh, I want to bring that up. Josh says... Sign me up for a ribeye steak eating competition. I think Josh just wants a nice ribeye steak. Well, but he that, can make him himself because he does make a good ribeye, I believe. How about you cook them up, Josh, and uh, we'll eat them. And you can eat one of your own, but uh, yeah, sign me up for that just to have a nice ribeye steak. I can and, take down two or three in a sitting. Now, if Josh is making Philly cheesesteaks, I will participate in that competition because I will eat several of those. Very good. Tasted them out in the uh, jungle this past year. Don 
says, let's hear that. Uh, does halftime, Don? Oh, yeah. Let's oh, Don hear that Skinner. Italian accent again. From me? Yeah. What'd you say his name was? Jack Cannoli? Come on. Oh, Jack Cannoli. Jackson said the guy behind Chandler with the hat on backwards looks tuned in. Oh, man. Connor's logged in. Don't worry about Connor. He's sitting in the weeds, buddy. He's going to come on and uh, do some producing later in the show, right? Yep. Yeah. He's re- he's on the bench right now. He's going to come in as a hot pinch hitter. Close he's, him out. Close him out. Ready to go. Take a break. More to go. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 1. We'll take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard and more after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back to the PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, wrapping up our number one. Chandler, I'm going to name some songs. You tell me the band that uh, Jamie saw this weekend. Okay. Say It Ain't So. Buddy Holly. Oh, that's Weezer. Weezer. Half Pipe. Surf Wax America. Island in the Sun. Island in the Sun is a good one. It is. Doop, doop. Jamie said he saw Weezer in Charlotte this weekend. And a band. And I've heard of this band. He says this band was formed by an ECU student. Future Islands? Like, I've heard of that name. I couldn't tell you. Have you not heard of them? Future Islands. I've heard of Future. I've never heard of Future Islands. Okay. Future Islands is a band, and uh, he claims it was formed by an ECU student. So, oh, yeah, Origin, Greenville, North Carolina. How about that? need to find a song that I would recognize by Future Islands. They have been on The Late Show with David Letterman back in 2014. We need to get this dude on the show. We've talked to the Parmalee guys before. We need the Future Island guys on. All right. uh, Well, that's cool, Jamie. I haven't been to a concert in a long time. Uh, We did our music festival draft on Wednesday. This is going to be very radio hacky, what we're going to do this week with Patrick Mason, our draft been done before probably a million times but i i want to draft our fourth of july cookout menu and i thought it'd be good so we're gonna draft one meat main course type thing two sides one dessert one beverage and you can pick them in any order you want but we're gonna do that and uh joey you're gonna you're gonna grade your who who fills out the best 4th of July cookout? Last week, he told me to uh, make sure to get my dad's opinion. <laughs> what did he say? And he said uh, he's going to P. Mace's concert. Okay. All right. What put him over the top? Uh, so he, he, said he, liked, he said he liked Chandler's. 
but who'd you who'd you, you finished on some Snoop. Oh, Snoop Dogg. You finished on Snoop, and uh, I think he just he just likes Kanye a lot. So all right, he's going to Kanye. Yeah. All right. So it came down to the rapper. All right, does he want to go to Snoop or does he want to go to Kanye? And I guess he chose Kanye. I would definitely choose. But he said second Jam place Fest. was Calypso. Oh, okay. All right. Because he did like the older generation music, like the rock stuff. Yeah. Fair enough. Don on Facebook said, speaking of last night's LSU Florida game, the only difference between that game and Custer's last stand was location. <laughs> so, Don, that one's for our old audience. Thank you, Don. It was a, uh, it was an ugly one last night. Joey, are you worried Florida didn't save some runs for tonight? Yeah, the bats might have been a little too hot. A little too hot. But uh, how many runs? Twenty-four. Yeah. Just that see was, the, that um, wasn't even the highest scoring game of the week. What, what was it? The Angels. I was just saying, did you see the Angels Rockies? Like twenty five to one. That was uh that was wild. Uh Craig earlier in the show. Craig, I have this um disability as well. Where sometimes my brain just wants to do wordplay. When we had Rich Shea on earlier, he said Rich Shea Butter. Rich Shea Stadium. Rich Shea Shea what? Rich Shaving Cream. I understand your your debility there, Craig. I do that with my brain sometimes too. And it's hard to snap out of it. Talk to your psychiatrist, uh, Craig. Uh, thank you for contributing that to the program today. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Oh, I wanted to ask you guys this. If you have a dream about somebody, should you tell that person you had a dream about them? I've done it with you several times. I know, and it creeps me out. It depends on the dream. Well, I should ask you guys this because I've already done it. I don't tell people if they doubted my dream who's my guy from uh yukon is it jordan hawkins is that his name alaskan uh that's probably not the best uh what did you say alaskan i said the light skin <laughs> uh, you thought he said alaskan i thought he said alaskan <laughs> uh yeah joey the alaskan we'll, we'll say that uh, jordan hawkins i like how you edited yourself shortly after it like you try to delete your audio comment out of your mouth I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that I, pr- I probably good. shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I lo- Jordan Hawkins was awesome in the tournament and kind of, I don't know if he slipped in the draft. He went where I guess he was supposed to go, but I'm a big fan of him. So he went to the Pelicans. Our buddy, Todd Graffinini, play by play voice of the Pelicans. Um, huge New Orleans sports fan, Tulane guy. We've had him on a million times over the years. Uh, I had a dream Friday night where I was hanging out with Graf, and I was like, man, pick of the draft, first round steal. Jordan Hawkins is the man, and he was fired up about it too. And then I woke up, and I was like, why in the random hell am I hanging out with the Pelicans play-by-play announcer telling him I like the draft pick? What is the purpose of that dream? What, what does that say about me? I don't know. That says you need to drive to Virginia and take Jordan Hawkins rookie of the year. Damn, Joe, you're right. That's what it means. Um, I said, you know what? I, I must be thinking about this. Maybe I should text Todd. I, I was like, Graf, this might sound weird. But last night in our dream, we were hanging out, and I told you how much I liked your first-round pick this year. And he just sent back a heart emoji. I don't know <laughs> if that was like, just go away, or I love that, thank you. But that's all he sent back. So where do we stand on our relationship now, Chandler, Graf and I? Is he creeped out that I'm dreaming about him? I think it's better that he sent you that rather than like a K with a period. 
<laughs> I didn't get K'd. Yeah, don't. I didn't as strike long as you out. didn't get K'd, I think everything's fine. Yeah. How do y'all feel about telling people they were in your dreams? The obvious uh, answer was it depends on what the dream is. You can't tell everybody everything. But do y'all remember? So you remember your dreams sometimes, Chandler. Mm-hmm. I remember mine. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I vividly remember my dreams. My wife doesn't. She's like upset that I remember my dreams and she doesn't. It's kind of crazy. I have to talk about it right then, though, like when I wake yeah. up, because if I don't, then I'll I will forget by midday. Yeah, I'll I will say I had a dream last night, and I'll try to talk about what it was about, and then I feel like I got half the story wrong, or I got half the dream wrong. So I have to like either take mental notes when I wake up, or just start talking about it immediately. All right, Jamie's got this. Now this is creeping me out a little bit. I, we might have to talk about this later. We got to take a break. Get to Brian Bailey he said shouldn't you tell people if they die in your dream since it may be a premonition and you may be able to save them i have done uh, that. you've done that i have done that can it, i ask you about it uh yeah I mean, who, who died school, uh it was a friend of mine in high school oh my goodness and i think she, you know what she died at a, over an ice cream truck what uh, wait it got, she got, she got ran, ran over, over by ice cream truck yeah ran over by ice cream truck or she uh, ate too much or ice like cream. an ice cream truck like grew arms and like beat her to death transformer no, style no i just i don't know why i just remember being like at the intersection on Greenville boulevard for some reason walking ice cream trucks there she got ran over i'm optimus ice cream as soon as she got hit i wake up oh man and uh, i'm like but aren't you so glad it was a dream and not real yeah, I so am. then I you, just texted the person and was like, "Hey, are you alive?" And they're like, "Yeah, I'm good." <laughs> and you just said like, "Be careful walking." Maybe I just told her, "Don't don't go to ice cream trucks. Don't stay okay, stay away." Trucks. Now See, that's like some Final Destination. Every stuff. time she hears that music, she's gonna, she's gonna freak out. Yeah. But you you warned her. I think you did the right thing. I helped her out. Dream sure. something, say something, folks. I think that's the moral of the story. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. BB Brian Bailey will join us on the other side. We'll talk some ECU athletics and more. What's going on in the world of sports? We'll talk about it with BB after this. Two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. Wood Ducks Baseball is back. Single game tickets are now on sale. Get your get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305. Visit them online at woodducksbaseball.com to check out schedules for games, giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. The Wood Ducks hope to see you out at Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies! Let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Chan Man, intern Joey, intern Connor here in the Pirate Radio studios. 
and brian bailey joining us on the pirate radio live line bb how you doing today man not too bad how are you guys doing good uh coming off the ladies clinic and uh did get some audio from mike houston he was asked uh believe by gully uh, about the team and uh chandler do you have that cut from mike houston as he uh talked about how the outsiders feel about this 2023 ecu football team and how they feel internally about this team mike we're about a month to uh really getting going here uh, we're, we're, how are you yeah. feeling about where you guys are at right now man <laughs> well i think our current roster i uh, feel very good about it they're working very hard um you know it's I know there's lots of question marks for the general public out there, but there's not a whole lot of question marks for us. Uh, you know, we've got solid players. Uh, they are they're committed to what we're doing. Uh, I'm really excited for the season. Um, you know, with recruiting, uh, we're really catching a lot of momentum right now. It's been an awesome weekend so far. Um, you know, we're going to come out of the weekend with a very strong, committed group. And uh, so there's, there's just lots of positive things around the program right now. I need a couple of weeks uh, to kind of recharge before we get to August, so I'm going to disappear here in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, there's there's just a lot, a lot going strong right now. We'll talk about those commits in a moment, but Bailey, it sounds like they are living on a prayer when it comes to hoping whoever is the quarterback can put up the numbers that Holden Aylers is. How about his comments that, yeah, a lot of questions out there, but they don't have those same questions that, that people on the outside do. Yeah, I talked to uh, Coach Houston uh, two days before the ladies camp last week, trying to do a preview of the ladies clinic and, and, and asked a very similar question and got a very similar answer. I mean, you know, he understands that there are some questions. Obviously, there are question marks. You lose a Holt Nailers, a Keaton Mitchell, and, you know, n- numerous others. But I think his confidence is coming from the fact that they do have some, some pieces that they think will fit in. Now, you know, once you, once you turn the lights on, put the uniforms on, you don't know what you're going to get sometimes. But I think that they're very confident they're going to put a, a solid group on the field. And, and you know, I, I think it's unfortunate that this uh, bunch of newcomers got to go to Michigan first. But man, that, that's how the schedule plays out. So they'll have to grow up to be men in a hurry. Well, camp season wrapping up for ECU when it comes to both junior camp, ladies camp, but also the – the invites, the uh, the big man camps, the seven on seven, where they get to get high school players on campus, and also official visits and things like that. And man, uh, just a monster weekend of commits for East Carolina, double digit commits over the weekend. And I, I'm honest with everybody, I don't follow recruiting. I don't know any of these guys. Haven't seen them play. I tend not to get to know players until they get to campus and play for ECU because a lot of times these guys don't make it here or something happens. But uh, they, they had a monster weekend, I know, Bailey, as far as commits go. Yeah, I kind of got the same the same philosophy that you do, although unless it's a local player like the kid from Charborough, and that's, that's, that's a big story for us because he's on touchdown Friday every Friday night. Yeah. He's a really good player. Uh, and I'm looking forward, and hopefully that sticks. I mean, hopefully he will. Uh, and, and it sounds like he's very committed. So, you know, that that's a good one for East Carolina because I think, you know, I think Mike Houston said it all along. We want to recruit, the, you know, the Eastern North Carolina kid, the in-state kid, and then go from there. And I think that's a that's a big one right there. Talking to Brian Bailey on the Pirate Radio Live Line as we 
get here through june and uh july and get you ready for some pirate football be previewing ecu football each and every day on the show including uh later this week when we continue our opponent previews rich phillips play-by-play voice of smu will join us and we'll also talk to jared kalmas who covers utsa football and when you talk about utsa and smu if you look at the betting lines bailey them and tulane along with memphis there's kind of at least looking at the betting lines like a big four this year going into play uh memphis smu utsa and tulane as far as to win the the league it could be wide open i think it will be wide open but those are looked at as kind of the front runners yeah i think it'll be wide open as well i think you know we're in for a learning experience with some of these teams that we don't know much about uh, i think the general consensus of those four i think east carolina's in the middle of the pack somewhere which is better than they usually, you know, start off in the American because they they've struggled, you know, for the years in the American, and uh, hopefully they turn that thing around with the bowl win, you know, two bowls in two years and the bowl win this past year. So hopefully, you know, you know that's turning around, and I, I think they'll be right in the, the thick of things. You know, I think they were last year. They they go down to Tulane and they they play what turned out to be the, the conference champs. They they had a chance in that game, so. I think uh, they'll be right there when it's all said and done. It'll, it'll be maybe two or three, four teams at the top. I think East Carolina will be close to it. BB, Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Bailey, I saw something earlier today. It was a graphic with 20 teams. Now I'm looking at a list of 10 teams. Uh, the odds for the worst record in the NFL in 2023. I got good news for you, Bailey. Uh, the Cowboys are not on this list of 10, and they weren't on the list of 20. So it's going to take a lot for you to be the worst this year. Bad news, the Commanders are on this list. Uh, The Panthers were on that list of 20 uh, that I was looking at earlier today. But uh, Cardinals are up there at the top. Texans, Buccaneers, Commanders, Rams, some of the teams at the top for potential worst record in the NFL. Now, I will say this. The Seahawks were on this list last year, and they ended up going to the playoffs. So you never know, but... Um, you can tell if a team is set up for success, kind of like your guys are, and maybe set up for failure, uh, more like my team is. Well, I think, yeah, and we're a long way from, from all of that. I mean, I, I just I love football season. I love when the NFL starts. I think it's – yeah, I was telling somebody the other day that, that, that something on TV came up, and I said, you know, the thing about the NFL is different than, than any other sport probably. I mean, I, I guess college basketball, there's some good matchups I like to watch, but – it seems like any matchup in the NFL, you look at it and say, I'd like to watch that. Yep. I'd like to see that quarterback. I'd like to see that running back. And that's even you know before the days of, of fantasy football, which which I usually play with a team, but I really don't keep up with it all that much. But it's just it's just something about the, the big stage in the NFL that they've done a great job of marketing it. And it's just it's just always fun to watch. And, and like you said, some of those teams, you know, there'll be some teams on that list that surprise and that get around 500 and maybe make it as a wild card. Y'all want to hear something crazy? What's that? David Price Construction, countdown to kickoff. 38 days until an NFL game is on TV. Hall of Fame game. That is crazy. 38 days. We're going to be off next week. By the time we get here, a couple Mondays from now, we'll be 24 days away. I mean, that's nuts. That is nuts. Enjoy your summer, folks, but... That's uh, that's something I I look forward to, and and like you said, Bailey, it's Jets and Browns. Nobody good is going to play. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play. Deshaun Watson's not going to play. But I, you know, I'll definitely turn over there and watch a kickoff. And is it going to be on NBC? Probably. It's going to have uh, well, not Al Michaels now. Who does NBC games now? Tariko. 
I was thinking Tariko, but I'm not I think it's sure. Mike Tariko. Tariko Collinsworth. Just to hear those voices gets, gets going a little bit, right, Bailey? Oh, man, yeah. And if I get really bored in the summertime, I go back and get on YouTube and listen to Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Bailey. Who's your dream NFL uh, announced team? Give me a play-by-play and a color guy. Oh, man. It'd have to be Pat Summerall. You're just going to put him right back with Madden, or are you going somebody else? I'd probably put him with Madden just because I like Madden, too. But I always like Danny Don Meredith, man. If I had a dollar for every time my dad would say, turn out the lights, party's over, <laughs> my little butt to bed as a kid, because that's what he would do. So I love when Danny Don would sing that thing. That was, that was really good. Summerall and Madden were awesome in my kind of growing up in the NFL years. that. I associated them with teams I didn't like because it seemed like in the 90s they were always doing Cowboys or 49ers games because those were the teams. Those were the... When when I was a little kid, my mom used to have a little Bible study right before we went to bed. And we usually had to go to bed at the 8.30 or 9. Well, Monday night football nights, I would sit by my dad and I would say, Dad, you got to get her through this pretty quick, right? (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's speed this one up. So... Somehow we got through it, but uh, there you go. a stern look every once in a while. BB, Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, the marathon that is the College World Series uh, ends tonight with LSU and Florida, SEC Invitational. And I know we get sick of seeing those SEC teams, but, man, it has been uh, a really, really good postseason for baseball, really good College World Series, some great games last night notwithstanding. Uh, but uh, going to be fun tonight, LSU and Florida. What do you think? He was just glad it's not one of those soccer deals where they have the aggregate scoring. <laughs> hey, good point. It's some trouble, wouldn't it? They need to score like 27 tonight or something. Yeah, that'd be tough. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's been it's been great theater. It's been, you know, a different hero every night for somebody. And it's been All the games have been fun to watch in the World Series. And, you know, one of these days, East Carolina and all of us are going to be there to compete in this thing. But, I don't know what to expect tonight. I mean, you know, when you get beat 24 to 4, you know, obviously, coaches, it's easier said than done. Flush it, you know, it's just one loss, but that's got to be tough. And man, for these, this is, I like watching it on TV and, and watching the games, but for parents and fans in general to go to these things, like they're out there for a week plus. And they've already gone through a regional and a super regional. The, the amount of money, the energy, the time. I mean, it's uh, just think of all the emotion and, and money spent on this thing. And it's all going to end up in poorly for one of these sides tonight. You see the guy with the gator on the grill? Now that was classic. <laughs> gator bait. We need to find a Wolverine. Are Wolverines edible, Bailey? Can we put one of them on the grill? they got to be as edible as that gator was. <laughs> uh, it'll all come to a head tonight. LSU and Florida LSU, a favorite tonight. Boy, they were on the ropes. I don't have we, we hadn't talked since Wake Forest uh, got eliminated, Bailey, and they were so good all year, invincible throughout the, the college baseball playoffs and uh, lost two in a row, and then their awesome season comes to an end just like that. Yeah, and that was that was tough for them, and that's just part of the of the heartache that is baseball. I mean, you know, we we look at it all the time, but but just think about how many heartbreaks you know there are in this in the World Series in the NCAA tournament. I mean, you know, there's so such great play in one part, and then you know a great team like Wake Forest, and they can't you know they can't get to the finals. What was the stat? Has it been since 1999 that yeah. the number one seed has has made it? You know, has won the the World Series and 
Wake Forest had a shot. That they did. Brian Bailey joining us had a buddy come by and uh, pick up a prize from Pirate Radio earlier today and said he was off to Rocky Mount for Little League All-Stars. That, they don't get much uh, much break when you go from the championship to All-Stars. I know all that's about to crank up, Bailey, with a lot of area baseball going on around here. Yeah, and there, there are so many different age groups and so many different brackets and divisions. And, you know, we used to we used to get a lot of, of, of complaints about, you know, why didn't you cover us, why didn't you cover, yeah. cover this, cover that. But, you know, over the last decade or so, I think social media has taken care of some of that. And I think that, you know, like when a team wins, we're able to get, you know, some video from a parent or, or, or you know, some a, a team picture or something like that. And I think that's all really anybody really wanted anyway. So. All, yeah. All the parents want to, want to see their kid. And if they could do it themselves, put it on Facebook, you get all those likes and comments from people you know. That, that's that's kind of sufficient, I think, for them. I think so. But, but – we also we want to cover what we can, but you know, for a while there, I mean, it was it was it was nearly impossible. I remember, I think it was Brian Meador went out one night to Winterville and he shot Winterville's All Stars playing somebody, and he went to another gate and, and was shooting somebody else, and some parents started just you know getting on him, and you know Meador, he ain't gonna take a whole lot. Yeah, and he he said he said look. I'm getting out of here. I'm not even shooting that team now. He just took off. <laughs> Classic Meador. Yeah. Uh, we need to get him on this summer. We need to do our annual summer chat with Meador. We need to do a uh, little press box reunion at some point. Get all you guys together. Can't find some of them. I, I where's Troy? I hadn't seen it. I don't know. He hadn't showed up to work in like two months. He called me about. He, he called me about a month ago. Then he didn't call me for a month. Then he called me. Hey, how, how come you ever call me? <laughs> Just wait till football season and Dallas is losing in the first quarter, and he'll text you. Exactly. He'll text me, that's for sure. Bailey, good stuff. Uh, hope you're enjoying your summer. We'll keep checking in with you. We'll be off next week, but we'll see if we can uh, track you down in a couple weeks, man. Sounds good. We'll look forward to it. Talking a little summer sports with BB. Uh, Brian Bailey here on Pirate Radio Live. We got some opponent previews coming up this week with SMU UTSA. We'll also uh, have an exit interview with East Carolina pitcher Garrett Saylor. Boy, did he save his best for last in the conference tournament and in the regional against Virginia. We'll uh, recap his career, his season, and uh, catch up with Garrett Saylor coming up later this week on Pirate Radio Live as well. All right, let's take a break. More to go. PRL on a Monday. Be back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance for their utility costs. You can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation. And GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. 
back with you pirate radio live hour two of today's show intern connor hanging out on the video production side of things we got chan man audio shirley Rhodes should be back with us coming up on tuesday's show i guess the return of name that sound later this week as well had so many guests on thursday didn't even get to it uh this past week uh enjoyed talking to alex flynn on last thursday's show if you missed that uh got a chance to speak to him for the first time great young man and could be quarterbacking for the pirates could be mason garcia could be a combination of both and uh, we talked a little ecu football uh a moment ago with brian bailey played the mike houston cut where he said uh, a lot of questions uh from people on the outside they don't have those questions on the inside well do they know who the quarterback's going to be week one i think that's still a question right oh, absolutely yeah and that's uh but that's what fall camp is for uh and i'm interested to see how it shakes out yeah me too i'm interested because we haven't seen this situation in five years in a long time uh you know holt naylor has been that guy for east carolina the past four or five years uh uh we know who our quarterback is going to be going into fall camp and that's not the case this year uh the question is is will it be mason garcia who's been behind holt naylor's basically as qb2 for the past three or four years he's got to start under his belt but you have to date back all the way to 2020 during the covid year when holton had that false positive covid test against navy um and then we did get to see mason mason garcia there we've been able to see him in some you know some games where either the pirates were down a lot or up a lot and uh but last year i feel like we saw more alex flynn in those situations so uh, it should be an interesting battle for QB1 between Mason Garcia and Alex Flynn. I was just thinking about this, Chandler. Let's go back to the – we could do both Pinkneys, but so the skip era, basically, and just look at quarterback continuity with ECU football because we have seen it where we've had years of the same guy, and we've also seen multiple quarterbacks playing a year. So you went from James Pinkney to Patrick Pinkney, where – and Patrick Pinkney played for at least – two but maybe three of course him and cast i was about to say throw rob cast in there too played a little bit but it was mostly pinkney yeah right after that you had dominique davis 2010 2011 Mm -hmm. 2012 was the year where Cardin and rio johnson had a battle after dominique davis moved on rio johnson started that game against app state and then we saw shane Cardin in the second half of the south carolina game and then it was all Cardin, and that was the you know rest of 2012 re- all of 13 all of 14 mm-hmm. then 2015 started that was the a year trend of, of rotating qbs well going into 15 <clears throat> pirate nation and all the pirate fans were ready to see a guy named kurt benkert and this be was that guy. it was similar to mason garcia but there wasn't really even a competition like benkert was the guy he was going to be the starter we yeah. saw him in some game action we saw him in that uh drilling of north carolina back in 2014 when he scored the touchdown to go up and put 70 uh 70 on the board unfortunately we saw him in the birmingham bowl where he fumbled oh, yeah. at the one yard line but nonetheless, he was going to be the guy for East Carolina, and unfortunately, in the fall or yeah, in the uh, in fall camp that year, had a season-ending knee injury, I believe, and, and we uh, never saw him again. Never saw him in ECU uniform again. Went to Virginia, um, hung out in the NFL, still kicking around the NFL, mm-hmm. but is mostly known probably as a gamer yep. than a quarterback right now. Uh, so that year, we had Blake Kemp, James Summers, and try to help me out as much as you can here. That's fifteen. 
16 is Philip Nelson. Philip Nelson. But we Summers also moved saw... to more of like a running back slash tight end situation. Yeah. Uh, I think we might have seen him in some Wildcat situations in 16, but Philip Nelson was was your guy in 16. And he got banged up. And was that Minshew? That was Minshew. Okay. That came in. 17. Because Minshew was the guy that threw Zay Jones to pass. To Good break, memory. To break the NCAA record for receptions. I might be wrong here, but 17 was that? Thomas Sirk. Oh, okay. I was not going to say so, his name. Gardner, Sirk and Minshew. Sirk and Minshew was 17. All right. 18, Reed now, Herring. Reed Herring until the Carolina game. Holt Naylor is introduced to Pirate Nation against Carolina when we won 41-19. to yeah. He had a long run from about midfield. Him and Penix were running side by side. Yeah. He had that um, goal line sneak where he dove over the top of the pile, and uh, that was kind of like the introductory of Holt Naylor. So, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22. All Holt Naylor's. All right. And here we are, 23. So, just an example, we've had years where there's been a starter in place, but we went through, and I don't think it's coincidence that our worst years record-wise was when we were kind of playing quarterback roulette and didn't have one main starter. And we've talked about this, too, like in as – when you look at your NFL teams, I went through all those years of seeing Cam, the only quarterback besides that year where Kyle Allen came in and you know some other guys came in, the only guy I really saw starting for the Panthers was Derek Anderson. In the past five years... That's not funny. Uh, you think this is funny? This isn't funny. But in the past five years, the only guy that I can remember starting for East Carolina in a football game is Mason Garcia in that Navy game back in you have like you have to go back three years to 2020 yeah when the world was upside down with COVID um and he's still on this roster and he's still fighting for a spot to be the quarterback uh of this program and ECU has still never beaten Navy here at home true or false I want to Brooks say, Hill says true so I'm gonna go true, true. <laughs> Jamie said they know who's going who's gonna start just can't say it yet in fairness to mason well fill us in jamie yeah jamie what do you have so who's starting against michigan let us know and we'll go ahead and break it we'll put it out on pirate radio who's starting jamie because i don't know and i didn't know that they knew and i I didn't didn't know know that that jamie knew i didn't know you knew that they knew so now if you tell us what you know that they know we'll all know and i'll tell everybody and everybody will know so uh, apparently we're about to break some news, according to Jamie Krushi on YouTube. Krushi. We're about to name a starting quarterback if he responds to the question. Who will be the starter when ECU takes on Michigan? He said, I said it last week, Flynn. All right, there you go. Breaking news. Everybody tweet it out. Alex Flynn. Call Brian Bailey back and tell him to start with that on the news tonight. Alex Flynn will start. He says inside sources. Inside sources? There you go. Oh, and he did spell Alex Flynn's name wrong the first time. Did he say F L Y N N? He did. Oh man. So does that major mistake. Common mistake. Eric says in like Flynn. Chandler, who do you think well, we know who's gonna start, but who do you think should start? Well, we know it's Alex Flynn. Sure, we do. Um if I had to put money on it, I would say Mason Garcia. 
even though you know even though i know that jamie knows that, <laughs> that the coaching staff knows right that it's alex flynn you're still i'm still gonna say mason garcia and that's why the house always wins because idiots like us put our money down on things we know we're gonna lose i'll tell you what's not gonna lose and that's florida tonight right joey go gator he didn't hear what i said uh, um earlier in the chat and we mentioned this last segment brandon said shout out to coach houston and his staff they have landed like eight or nine commits in the last 48 hours or so houston is building something special in greenville i want that to be true i don't want to be a debbie downer negative nancy pee in the cornflakes guy okay i just try to keep it realistic which is why i don't get into recruiting and it's great it's great that all those commits signed it's not a bad thing but who are these guys are they good what position do they play how many stars do they have if you're one of those people that doesn't care about stars then okay well what why do we care about them at all why do we care about these commitments at all i i just can't get excited you know, other teams in the country. Again, I don't want to be this downer guy. I'm just trying just to be realistic. realistic. You're just. Being I'm trying realistic. to be real. Like, isn't every team around the country adding commitments right now? So again, like and hyping I, them up, of course, and making cool graphics. Again, it sounds like I'm just being a turd, but I, I mean, look, this is a fan base that saw a man commit to East Carolina over Miami and somebody else I can't remember on national TV and never showed up on campus. We don't have trust in recruits. And special, uh, we've been heard and especially before. verbal commits. Yeah. And it's not even that. Maybe these guys all show up, but I don't know who they are. I'm just saying why I personally can't get excited about it. I hope you are I hope you guys know all these guys and know what position they play and how they're gonna help. Will they be an immediate impact and maybe play day one next year? Are they going to be projects and play in two or three years? Are they going to be awesome and then transfer to another school? All this stuff is uh, is on the table. So that, that's why I just can't get too pumped up. But, hey, I'm glad to know we're filling out a roster and we're going to have say, a football team. The, the thing that I'm excited to see is that there's so many commitments in such little time. So many people are excited to jump – aboard the ship and and start trying to turn this program around but can they help us do it that's wait that's, you're excited that, that that players are coming here to play football they've been doing that for 200 years no just so many in, in like two days that's great but like who are they well i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't either you got a point there you got a point <laughs> but i don't want to ruin your excitement well no I don't and i apologize for raining on your commitment parade but i see where you're coming from too thank you you know what i have an well, open let mind let me do Chandler. something that i've done for the past 20 years and let me get excited about recruits <laughs> all right there you go <laughs> it always turns out great right yeah. <laughs> it's a tradition unlike any other and I, I get it and you know what the closer we get to football season i do i do, the, I do the same thing for basketball and baseball Oh, I am excited about basketball. Those are game basketball changers. Commits. Part of it, too, is in basketball, you've got three or four. Football, you've got 15 to 20. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, and how many of those guys are really going to pan out? 
I don't want to do this exercise. We used to do it with that guy. Hey, what hey, was his name? Um, Stavin. Stavin Aga. Stavin Aga. Stavin Goey. Stavin Aga. Yeah. Stavin Aga. And we'd go through previous recruiting past classes. recruiting classes. Yes. And like two guys would graduate from ECU from that class. Yeah, I was just about to bring up looking. I used to go back and look at some of the recruiting videos, the like compilation videos of the people in our recruiting class from previous years and hell some of them i wouldn't even remember who they were I, w- I would be like i don't even remember this guy being on a roster for east carolina some of them i would say oh yeah he played a little bit and then some i would say oh he was a great uh impact on this uh, on this program but it, it was very depressing to see that uh, so many of those people in some previous recruiting classes just didn't pan out at ecu you want to do it real quick i'm down i mean i'm always down to look at previous recruiting classes and I'm not even going to go back that far. You want to go back? You want to go 2020? Sure. I mean, that's some of those guys are probably still on this team. All right. Enrollees Mason Garcia, mm-hmm. to be determined. Carolina Forest High School. Highest Beach. recruit, star ranking, composite ranking ever, I believe, at the Four time. Star? At the time? It says three. Oh. I don't know. Shane Calhoun, that one hit. Starting tight end this year. That one hit, and he's going to have a big year. My guy, Rajay Harris. Immediate impact in this program that year. Uh, played right away and has been a great pirate on and off the field, and we hope he can get back on coming off his injury. I remember being excited about Sean Tucker because he was from Washington, D.C. All right, D.C. boy. Let's get him in here. He gone. I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Javion McCray. Uh, West Brunswick High School product. I remember watching him play against Whiteville, um, and I believe he is now at Campbell. I remember being excited about Xavier McIver. Still with the program, uh, Chandler? Ooh, um, I'm not sure. I don't think so because I forgot about that guy. Uh, that guy. I'll have defensive to tackle? Yeah, he's a defensive tackle. Uh, yeah, he's still on the roster and who knows maybe makes an impact this year jason romero all right crickets on that one eric doctor now he's still here right yes tegan wilk yes impact guy yep david laney six foot athlete might be on the team i can't say i've ever heard of nope never heard of him all right taji hudson yes i was uh, out of the program but he's gone yeah i was uh excited about his move from QB to receiver, mm-hmm. and never so got many to see questions it here. asked about Taji Taji Hudson since 2020, especially 2021. I remember in the spring and in the fall there were so many questions about Taji Hudson and his development as a player, but we just never got to see him. Did we see him last year in the bowl game before he went on? Did he not get some playing time as <clears throat> receiver in the Birmingham Bowl? The years run together, but that sounds. I think that might be right. All right, Sean Dorso. He is now gone from the program, but we saw a lot of him at the safety position. Northern Arizona. Good luck to him there. Keaton Mitchell. Uh, yeah, I have a let's say Keaton Mitchell. That one paid off. Elijah Robinson. Is he the guy that went to Hawaii? Yes. All right, so he's not here. Jaquez Powell. Jaquez Powell? Jaquez Powell. Oh, uh, Joey is saying Coastal Carolina. All right. Taylor Jackson. He is uh, going to be a st- starting 
linebacker this year? C.J. Crump. I'm not sure. Here's our guy from Maryland's guy, Isaiah Foote. Isaiah Foote. Still here Mm -hmm. and might see a lot of him this year. Henry Garrison. Nope. Nasir Clerk. Nope. Deontay Johnson. Yep. Pirate baseball super fan. Yes. Ryan Stubblefield. He's gone. Surad Ware. Uh, Defensive tackle. Yeah. Is he still on the program? Yes, I believe so. (laughs) Okay. I believe so. Tyler Savage. Yes, receiver. Yeah. Tight end slash tight end. Oh, he moved to tight end. Yeah. There you go. Kareem Stinson. Mm. Walter Stribling is here. Yep. How about uh, RFK, Robert Robert Kennedy? Oh, my gosh, from Wallace Rose Hill. No. No, this guy's from Scranton, PA. Oh, sorry. Luke Lawson. Luke Lawson is still here. Jason Shuford. Other guys from that class that were transfers in, Chris Willis, remember him? Yes. Avery Jones, unfortunately, transferred, uh, retransferred. Chase Hayden. <laughs> Chase Hayden. Forgot about Illinois, that. Uh, great. So he went from Arkansas to ECU to Illinois following Tony Peterson? Yes. He started the first game, fumbled, and we never saw him again. Justin Chase. He was a cool guy. I like talking he to him. He was from NC State. Nigel Knott. Is that an Alabama sticker? Yes. From Alabama. Yes. And Isaiah Kemp. All right, so there was some hits and misses there. Wasn't there some controversy with Nigel Knott and Ole Miss and committing there or did something? Yeah, I don't know if he ever played here, did he? No. I I don't think think he he ever ever played. If you haven't heard us do these in the past, that was actually... That was a good year to pick, by the way, Clip. Yeah, and we're we're talking about a lot of guys that aren't here, and we're calling that a good year. But we've done some in the past before that, and maybe we'll do them again, where like two guys ended up finishing their career. So 2020 actually was not a bad one. And you've got guys that could have a huge impact on this team with Garcia, with Calhoun, with Rajay. Uh, mentioned Johnson, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. Uh, who knows? Tyler Savage, maybe. Uh, Stribling, I believe, is still here, right? So. You got a few guys there. So that was actually a good pick. Uh, we got some guys that names we recognize and people still on the roster. But that's only from 2020. And this is more of a sign of the times in college athletics and not just ECU, where all these recruiting classes get decimated by transfers, injuries, grades, everything in between. All right, let's take a um, Eric earlier with the inside joke from Friday. Yo, Clip, turn that frown upside down. Am I the comment of the week? That was from our uh, from our fifth quarter Friday from just the other day. All right. Uh, Jamie says Chandler can take over from Igo. Chandler, can you be our new recruit guy? I made you our... I, I will say this, and I'm saying it seriously, but it's a joke, a running joke here. But that could be tough <laughs> because that is a lot of keeping up with. That takes real work and not just playing around. Yeah. Which is why that 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 guy we were talking about does such a good job with it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up Hour 2. Our buddy Brooks Hill going to join us in Hour 3 and more of your comments when we return. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. It don't feel so dirty when they start talking
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum... Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, we're wrapping up the hour here. You ready, Rain Man? All right, here we go. You ready to show off to these listeners? They want to know that we know ECU football. Okay. 2009 roster. All right. I'm going to name a player and you tell me their number okay i'm gonna start easy with patrick pinkney 15 i'll keep it easy with rob cass 14 oh i need to i can't just go like low and high you named this one outside this was so this tells me you're pretty good at this jeremy chambliss ecu <laughs> linebacker 49 you nailed that one that was pretty good all right let's go with do you think you could name like a offense or defensive lineman uh, let's try well, I know you can name some defensive linemen. Linville Joseph. Uh, 97. C.J. Wilson. 95. I mean, those are giveaways. Mikael Brooks. Uh, 92. Yeah, that's too easy for you. Um, all right. How about Nick Johnson? 44. Easy. Can you name the punter, Matt Dodge? 14. Was he 42? 42. Did you get some help on that one? He said, well... Brooks said 40, and then I remembered he was 42. 42. All right. Um, how about Spider? Travis Simmons. 13. Too easy. Here's an easy one. Jamar Bryant. 10. Jamar Bryant. Is he on the he list of underrated EC receivers? He was a dog. Man, if we were in more of a passing offense, Jamar Bryant would have put up some big numbers. All right. Um, I thought I had some tough ones here. <laughs> how about reese wiggins the speedy reese wiggins reese wiggins 15 man pretty good is there any chance reese you, wiggins was on the 09 team is there any chance he was a freshman he was merely a freshman the freshman how about i name some numbers and you tell me who they were okay 17 dwayne harris <laughs> 19 oh andrew bodenheimer that is correct what running back wore 33 channel? Norman Whitley. Stormin Norman? All right. Who wore number two? Uh, Jonathan Williams, the J.H. Rose product. Who rocked the four jersey? Ooh. Oh, that was Van Askrich. Of course. You made me nervous by Sorry. going, ooh. Sorry. Got to remember Van. What number was Emmanuel Davis? He was 38. It's an odd number for a, a corner of his stature. Fun fact, I took a picture with Emmanuel Davis uh, with his CUSA championship hat after the 09 championship game when Skip Holtz invited us on the field. That's one of the funnest facts I've ever heard. It was Well, it was fun, and it's a fact, so fun fact. Do you remember Sean Allen? What was he, the center? Uh, 54. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. How old are you in 09? Uh, 11. This is your money spot. How about former running back slash H back slash tight end Zico Pasu? Eighty seven. Too easy. It is too easy. 
Jay Ross was a good defensive 90. tackle. Yep, and he wore number 90. Play for the Saints. Man. You want to go Scotty Robinson, 53? I met Antonio Allison at Bowley's, I believe. Oh, yeah, 99. <laughs> Very good, Chandler. Very impressive. I think I'm out of names. I mean, I got more, but Giovanni Ruffin? Giovanni Ruffin, well, he had um, – he changed his number to one in 2010. He was 31 in 09. Ah, correct. How about Codemain, Dakota Marshall? Oh, man. Dakota Marshall was 23. That is correct. Brooks Hill in the background had it as well. How about the deep voice? Little guy, real deep voice of Michael Bowman. Michael Bowman was – oh, man. Michael Bowman was 22. That is correct. You remember Melvin Patterson? Uh, nine. <laughs> I could do this for days, and apparently so could Chandler. Jack Dover said, Zico umped my Little League games. That guy really did it all. We needed him to play running back when we didn't have any running backs. We needed him to ump a Little League game. Jamie says, Jeff Carr. That was before your time. 40. Jamie, was he 94? It was 90-something. 94, I believe. That was fun. Chandler Honeycutt going through the 09 roster, naming names like Rain Man. Well done. All right, let's take a break. We're wrapping up hour number two. Our buddy Brooks Hill will join us. We'll talk a little hockey. I got a little trivia planned. And we might just keep doing this because Brooks was naming numbers too. That was fun. <laughs> Go through some uh, some old EC rosters. All right, one hour left to go. We also got a great giveaway for you. It's all ahead. Pirate Radio Live rolls on on a Monday. Back with you after this. to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Chandler, I consider myself a man of faith. And I don't know if I'll ever be back at this microphone again. I was wrong. Oh, no. And I need to apologize. Did Castellanos just go yard? <laughs> Nick Castellanos just went yard. High fly ball to left field. And Jeff Carr was not number 94. Oh, boy. He wasn't number 90 anything. Was he 40-something? No. Was he 50-something? No. 
was he i don't know it was a high number it's got a four in it he was 84 he was not 94 and i don't other than i'm sorry i don't know what else to say i'm a giant fraud a pirate legend forgotten (laughs) uh jamie and eric eric uh, i believe the first to get it jamie confirming uh 84 not 94 so i'm just a giant hack but i'll tell you who's not brooks hill who joins us on the show Brooksy. What's up, Brooks? What's going on, guys? It's good to be back. I don't know about that. And, Um, Brooks, since you're here, maybe you'll be the one to take over for me if I'm not asked back tomorrow. Oh, those are big shoes to fill. Size 12. What do you wear? Oh, I'm eight and a half. Okay. (laughs) These are big shoes to fill for Brooks. Try to walk a mile in these shoes, Brooks. Yeah. All right, Brooks, um, who are you? Well, I am a former Pirate Radio intern as the uh bottom third always says <laughs> that's correct uh, yep so well uh, year and a half intern here pirate radio graduated in 2020 uh, along with chandler a lot of communication classes together here at ecu and uh, since then i've been working in some minor league sports i'm moving my way uh across the state up until last year and the last year i found myself moving up to the empire state of new york and now get the luxury of working in minor league hockey, which is a sport that I've always had a lot of passion about. And unfortunately, it did take me a long way away from home, but it's something that at 24, 25, I'm kind of able to do with not too many things tying me down. Awesome. Yeah, and you are employed by a team, correct? Yes, sir. And what team is that? That is the Binghamton Black Bears of the FPHL. So we are single-A hockey. I compare us to everybody back in raleigh to the carolina mudcats of hockey or for you guys a little bit closer home would probably be the down east wood ducks so do they have a nhl affiliate no so that's the thing about single a hockey is there's not enough teams like baseball that every nhl club can have an affiliate team and typically the uh, nhl clubs don't like sharing affiliates because they don't like having players of people that they have the rights to trying to learn maybe like a different team system so are these guys free agents they are uh, we have a we have a supplemental draft uh we have free agent camps and a lot of these guys were you know playing in juniors they're not the star-studded names like you're going to hear like connor bedard or anything like that some of them are teammates with these guys but just not at the same skill level so there you have to take the uh road i would say less travel but there's more people who don't make it to the nhl than there is uh, who do so um, we find signings, kids right out of college a lot of times, uh, Division Two, Division Three. We had a couple of Division One guys on our roster last year and a couple of Europeans as well. All right, so you, you do this during the season. What are your duties during the offseason when there is no hockey? Yeah, so right now uh, I'm on my two-week vacation during the summer. Um, telecommuter, I say telecommuting, teleworking uh, from home. I did some stuff early this morning and then made my way into town uh, this afternoon to be on your show of course so had to take the opportunity to do that uh, i do a lot of you know corporate sales uh, maybe reaching out to some groups about uh, if they have interest in coming to games next year inside our arena and just kind of you know writing articles we are still signing players we trade people through the off season um, our free agent period started last month compared to the NHL's period that starts July 1st. So there's been a couple of guys that we've already signed. So, you know, just 
going through their contracts, writing articles about them, introducing the fan base to the players, that kind of stuff. I handle a lot of the media relations side of the thing, and that does a lot of work during during the season and off season. Minor league is it sounds very old school where the play by play announcer also does sales and PR and and you're a one man band almost. So a lot going on. It seems like that. It's sometimes I am the only one that travels with the team besides the coaching staff. So it on the road it kind of does get a little overwhelming when stuff is happening back in Binghamton and maybe I'm down in Biloxi, Mississippi and you're trying to get each other through the time zones and on the phone calls and like oh we need this this and this and we haven't even had like team breakfast yet or something like that so it is a uh, a little bit of a one-man band show but uh we were talking before uh, we came on you know like jeff charles was doing sales and everything like that yeah he was getting started in broadcasting i remember uh jeff telling me those stories uh kind of the old school calling games during the season and hitting the road during the off season to try to drum up sales uh, for the broadcast eric says who sells more ads brooks or chandler well chandler uh took down two in a day last week how you doing brooks oh that's pretty Can good you keep up with uh chan man and two you said two in a week or two in a day well he did two in a day and that was all for the week Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he knocked them both out in one week in one day he said i'm good Two birds with one pin time to there kick back and relax oh, yeah well that's that's good stuff uh, unfortunately our selling season kind of just started as i was making my way back home i had reached out to some people i've had a couple of meetings and uh, when i get back next week after the fourth of july probably gonna hit the ground running with that so well, uh brooks you're doing awesome and i think it's cool that you love hockey and you love sports and you want to be involved in play-by-play and you're doing all that right now so yeah, it's it's truly a blessing like yeah. i said the worst part about it is being that far away from home you know being an only child i think it's a little bit tough on my parents i have a lot of friends still empty nesters yeah they are um they just got new furniture in the living room too they said do you notice anything i was like oh yeah like the sofa's gone how do they replace a brooks hill do they get a new dog or something Uh, you know they thought about it they went and saw a dog last week in wilson uh but they have a big trip planned in october they're going to the Ryder cup in italy wow Uh, so okay they did not feel it was fair to the dog if they got a new dog and then they were getting ready to just go out for three weeks and they'd have to put it up in a kennel or find someone to babysit and it wouldn't be with them during that you know very important like bonding time early on when it goes from handler to like a family so hopefully when they get back uh they do find a happy companion my dad's getting ready to go into retirement at the beginning of next year so he's going to have a lot more fun playing some golf um my mom recently changed positions and she's having a lot more uh fun at work so i think she's kind of like hit her i don't want to say her second one but maybe her third or her fourth wind at the uh, at the job market so she's having a good time and shout out to mr and mrs hill they gave me uh, a bunch of jerk shirt that i still wear oh, that's awesome that's that's perfect <laughs> all right uh eric said we know chandler has that dog in him when it comes to ad sales oh yeah chandler's and always been a dog he also said chandler gave himself the rest of the week off last week never set the bar too high says eric if you keep the bar low, you won't be disappointed, right? I have said that for so many years. Yeah. I think I said that all last summer when I was working with the Tobbs and Wilson. One of my biggest mistakes was being a great student in elementary school. And I, then I set the bar high. So when I started bringing home C's and B's, like my parents would get upset. Oh, see, I had a 2.7 GPA both semesters of freshman year, finished, graduated on the dean's list. 
so you we, did it the right way yeah exactly we came in low lesson uh connor and joey keep those grades a little low right now and then kind of come on strong at the end you know just just above like good academic standing to like where you're not getting like a letter sent home and being like hey like you really need to step it up yeah thing like that making sure you're still getting credit for all those uh courses had one little hiccup senior year had to take another course my last semester to make up for it but you know i still made it out they didn't say i didn't make the dean's list after that so connor uh what's your gpa too high there you go. That's, that's a great answer. I'm going to live by these words you're saying. Two point high. This is uh, GPA right now. Joey, what are you at? You at you in the threes, my friend? Oh, okay. Hey, good move. And I proudly just got in this in the threes. All right, y'all are both doing it right. Proudly. Low threes or upper twos. Good spot to be in because now you kill it, and it looks great to your folks. It looks great to yourself. It looks great to future employers. Like. This guy's figuring it out. He's starting to come into his own. I got a question for Chandler real quick about it. Since we were the same major, and I kind of thought about this on my way in and seeing all the university signs. Chandler, I don't know if it was the same for you, but it felt like for me, as we got older and like more concentrated in like the journalism classes and comm-only courses, that it actually got easier instead of all like the gen ed stuff that we took like freshman and sophomore years. Absolutely. Year. Okay. No doubt about it. All right. Oh, we waste so much time and money on that stuff. Okay. On like, and those classes were fun for me, but why am I taking bowling at ECU? Why am I taking North Carolina geography? Why am I taking astrology? I did not ECU. take any of those classes. So. Those, uh, but I took those, a film you have to class. like fill out those electives, right? Like you have to get those but by the end of it when i started doing my major classes like you said those are not only fun but they're easy you're you feel like you're actually doing something instead of wasting time i i agree i don't remember it's all a scam folks. I, can't, I can't remember what my electives were um the, the first class i ever took at ecu was a math 1065 class oh, and i, I was, was like i did this i did this for years i did this in high school I want to get to the communications classes that I signed up for, mm-hmm. what I came to East Carolina for. And I think like it got easier as we went along because, one, we were going to school for what we want to do. We care more now, about it. And we have a passion for it. Yes. And we are so interested in it. So we are more willing to study about it. And, it, I mean, you're, you are so correct that it kind of went from hard to just got easier and easier. So, And then the last semester of uh, – I actually had to do one extra semester here at ECU – it was nothing but electives it was i mean it was just online stuff and it was so easy okay so i mean it just kind of i guess like a reward like hey you're done so well, tyler tyler says yeah i asked why why did i take bowling why did i take north carolina geography why did i take astronomy he said to have a well-rounded education that's good god almost i want to cuss so bad <laughs> how's bowling helping me in life right now how often do you bowl never oh okay and what if I did? You could make some money off of it. But I don't, By and gambling. I can't. And I, <laughs> now, gambling? You, you could hustle some people be like, man, Honestly, I've never bowled before my life. You just said something there, Chandler. How many, Connor, how many, Joey, how many of you guys hang out and gamble? Okay. Don't answer that. But, don't that. like, that's a real thing that guys do when they watch sports. There should be a... It's the common man a gambling class like what do lines mean 
What does line movement mean? Next year, that actually should be a thing when it becomes legal in the state of North Carolina. Now that it's going to be legal, people need education on it. I think that would be a good class to have at ECU. Do you think you could teach that one? I could teach you what not not to do. (laughs) They kind of bring me in as like, I'll be a special speaker. Okay. Here's a sad story. All right, guys. This (laughs) week, we have a special speaker. We have the worst gambler in Eastern North Carolina, Clip Brock. Thank you for having me, Here's some of his stats. He lost uh, By the way, tonight I got Tigers minus 144. But here is his best two bets. He did have a future on the Rams back in 2021. Yes. So, that's it. Well, it seemed that you were doing pretty good with your college baseball picks. Did that run out? Uh it kind of yeah it I, I actually did well thank you for bringing that up brooks i did a great job the college world series this year i'm a big team player point uh but one of my big points in that class that i teach it it always runs out it never stays hot you got to know when to get out i think that'd be a valuable class especially because what are these kids doing off uh in their off time they're not bowling uh, yeah they're not looking at stars in the sky they're gambling you want to teach them something real Let's let's start teaching real life stuff. Yeah, it would be good. I could see you now, like in one of the classrooms, like in bait, where that still has the chalkboard and drawing on the chalkboard. You know, writing team names on there. You know, like minus one eighty five and explaining to why people are like that's a bad bet and mm-hmm. why the money line is the safe play here. I could see that. <laughs> I mean, that, why are we not doing this? Wake up! Next semester, when it becomes legal. Uh, somebody needs to start doing this. And I would love to be a guest speaker and tell you what not to do. Yeah. And, and tell you dumb bets. You got you guys have Dr. Rogers' number on speed dial, right? Like, you can just call the chancellor up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Phil? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Phil. Yeah. Phil's such a good guy. I'm talking about Big Philly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Rogers. Come on, man. He's, yeah. We call him... Huh? Yeah. Felipe. Oh, Felipe. Small. Felipe. Small world. Is it Felipe? Did I get it wrong? That's what I always call. You him. call him Felipe. Like, what's up, man? He's like, what's up, Chan? <laughs> You're like, what's up, Felipe? Small world. Uh, <laughs> Felipe. Phil. Big Philly. <laughs> big Philly style. Big his, Philly's my favorite. His dad is currently the interim pastor back at my home church in Wake Forest. Mister Rogers. Doctor Rogers. He's a doctor He's as well. He's also a doctor. Man. Doctor of theology. And he remembers me only because I would wear ECU golf shirts and polos to church. And he said, oh, there's my pirate right there as we're shaking hands on the way out of the church. Um, you know what Brooks, as Coach O would say? He's a pert. You're a pert. He's a pert. You were talking about wardrobes. I thought you were going a different direction, and I was going to bring this up. For folks that don't know who the heck this guy is, you don't follow minor league hockey. You don't follow the uh, EC, uh, Pirate Radio intern trades. And, like, who is this guy? Here's how you know him. You've seen him at games wearing purple and gold striped overalls. The overalls, with baby. With a, a bucket hat, right? Yep. And the uh, skull mask. You have seen him a million times, if not at games on television. I knew. Can confirm. I knew Brooks before we became friends and classmates because I, I saw him at all the sporting events for literally football basketball and baseball and i remember one of the first classes we ever had together i was like you're like you're that guy that does you know the overalls and stuff next thing i know he's coming in here and interning with me at pi radio it was it was pretty cool for a little bit like once i turned 21 and i was like going to all the bars out in greenville there was a lot of people 
who would recognize me and just say like you're the overall guy overall yeah. man's here yeah overall and, and a bucket man. hat you used to wear a bucket hat uh, yep the purple bucket hat i still have it uh, i'm probably going to take it back to new york you still uh, have the overalls i do yeah. they stayed in wake forest uh they didn't really have an opportunity to make their presence known i did get contacted though by the uh, gotham city pirate club chapter oh nice uh so they've invited me to go to a couple events unfortunately it's just like a three and a half hour drive and unfortunately too, to new york city is just not the best you're so. missing most of football season all of basketball season i am for ecu but i remember when i was here fresh out of college and you know covid was happening and not a lot of places were hiring i was just working part-time jobs and ecu was playing a lot of games on espn plus i remember i used to be frustrated all the time that why can't I just watch ECU and not have to like pay for it? Like they're literally playing seventy miles down the road, and I just can't watch them today because I'm doing some work or something like that. And now that I'm out of market, and I've said it all season long when we talk about hockey, like ESPN Plus is so worth the investment, even if you don't want like the Disney bundle with it. Yeah. To be able to watch like all these games, like you've been able to like I can watch ECU baseball so much more now. And same with the basketball team, knowing that, oh, hey, like, oh, I can tune in for the second half of the baseball game, like, as soon as I did get done with my coach's show on Tuesday night, because, like, they're playing at home. And I remember you, I was listening to you guys earlier this uh, season in baseball talking about, like, should ECU play teams that don't stream their games, uh, like, on the big platforms? I was hearing about, like, oh, like, we shouldn't play flow sport teams. We should only play, oh, like, right, ESPN right, right. Plus teams. Yeah. Yeah. And like espn plus if you are an out-of-market fan is a hundred percent worth the investment what do you work for disney now are you <laughs> i wish you do <laughs> yeah. i wish no you're this you're right salesperson coming out of him right here this is great <laughs> he's selling me you know what i already have espn plus i'm about to buy a new account i'm gonna have a whole new username okay and buy he's it. about to buy other people espn <laughs> plus accounts he's like hey here's the espn plus account you're right brooks and for you to know that at your young age like i grew up and we'd get like a local game on tv with uh with billy weaver and jeff charles or something and every now and then but boy basketball never saw ecu basketball on tv and now get to see all the games yeah is is masson still a thing yeah okay because i oh, remember yeah. they used to be out like near the stadium like trying to sign people up for i guess like their extended cable package uh, right the bundle or like oh like hey like we have a petition here to get ecu on mass and more and like my dad would sign it every single week like, we've had season tickets since i was in elementary school and you know unfortunately it came to the time where i was going to need to purchase the season ticket on my own had a feeling that i wasn't going to be able to go to a ton of football games this year before i had this new job up in new york and I think i got a little bit lucky uh not buying the season tickets this year uh saved a saved a little bit but i still gave my money to the pirate club brooks hill joining us um here's a good question out of the blue okay and i love out of the blue questions robert says last week you mentioned mckenzie gore and i wondered if an ecu commit gets drafted and signs instead of coming to ecu do you still root for him as a pro great question um <laughs> i thought of mike trout immediately but yeah so mckenzie gore is a little bit of a different example because chandler where's he from whiteville right so he's got a couple things going for him he's eastern north carolina another thing too he and cliff communicate like uh when oh. we had cliff on last I don't know if he said it on the air or off the air, but we were talking about stuff, and he was like, yeah, I was ta- I was texting with McKenzie about that. 
so he's like not a pirate never was a pirate but he kind of is a pirate like an honorary pirate yeah because cliff was in washington last week to see his start against the cardinals hoping burley was in the line right. he, he never was but cliff was there uh and uh saw a picture of him and mckenzie so yeah i, I, would, Chan- I would i would count him as an honorary pirate and chandler's also a nats fan white like he's got a lot going for him for you in that regard for me i don't go out of my way to watch mckenzie gore starts but i certainly keep up i keep up with him and yeah I, i'd say i root for him but that, i mean that is a good now if he's from arizona and never made it here and got drafted then i would just lose sight of him probably yeah so it's it's kind of has more to do with him that he's from eastern north carolina I think so too, and you probably grew up like watching ECU and coming to ECU oh, yeah. baseball, everything yeah. like that. So, oh, well, he had a got... former teammate of his, Trey uh, Trey Turner. Um, ben, no, Turner Brown uh-huh. uh, played here. Uh, former teammate of his at Whiteville, Turner ended up coming and, play, and starting four years at East Carolina. So Aren't they cousins was... or something? Eh, maybe. Down I guess the we're line. all related down the line. Oh yeah, yeah. eventually. Hey, uh, Joey, you're my cousin. Do you know that? Yeah, <laughs> there's some Brocks down there in the uh, in Puerto Rico, I believe. Or wait, where are you from? Port, uh, Puerto Rico. Okay, all right. Just making sure I said all it right. right. Yep. <laughs> Want to make sure I got the right spot. Yep. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we're gonna play some trivia. All right, awesome. It's uh, it's Brooks Hill, Brooks or Hill, and <laughs> we're gonna go former interns versus current interns okay so it'll be connor and joey versus brooks and chandler i myself am gonna host it and i'm a former intern at pirate radio I, we're all just following in your footsteps how about that I so collusion not. already collusion collusion all right we'll uh do that when we return pirate radio live rolls on we'll also make you a winner when we return after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Carolina Caliber has been the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting, sports, and accessories. And is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Our old buddy Brooks Hill from the big New York City. Well, Binghamton. Uh, not as Where big is New Binghamton? It's about three and a half hours west of new york city are you closer to like buffalo or new york city i'm closer to buffalo by about a half hour but i'm an hour south of syracuse oh okay there you go that's where brooks is and right now he is here and uh joey hanging out in the studio with us because we needed him on a mic what's up joey what's up what's up i like the uh color scheme with the ecu and the lakers today looks good uh we got intern connor on video he's got his own mic 
because he's going to be a part of this as will chandler and guys um we're going to play i guess it's called brooks or hill is the name of this game and <laughs> feel honored fastest theme song ever made today this took me about 20 seconds one take chandler uh i see you are working on something on the video can you hit the theme for brooks or hill brooks or hill brooks or hill hill or brooks or brooks or hill take a pill and take a chill but don't feel like you should take a pill because it's brooks or hill brooks or hill hill or brooks don't get shook take a look brooks or hill Brooks or Hill, let's play Brooks or Hill. Brooks or Hill. Man. I think that says it all, right? Yeah, if you're not going to be a radio host much longer, I think you could go into producing. Like theme, like game show? But yeah, I was talking, about, I was talking about like, you know, maybe writing for like some musicians. You know what? Good I, lyricist. I feel like, I feel like writing songs is super easy. Yeah. Does everybody feel that way? I don't think so. No. Because I think a lot of artists don't write their own songs. Right. I, I feel like I could be a ghostwriter. There you go. But maybe um, maybe I'm, I don't know, narcissistic. I, don't know. I, think, uh, I think AI might be beating you to it right now. Alan Iverson's writing songs? No, like AI, like artificial intelligence. <laughs> oh, gotcha. All right. And that's the kind of humor you get on this show, Brooks or Hill. Cliff has already hit me with that AI joke already of like two or three times. You like it? Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's a classic. What's the answer? AI, Alan Iverson's the answer. You like that one? <laughs> yeah. All right, back to the game. So we got two teams here. Guys, um, Connor and Joey, what's y'all's team name called? Interns. Okay, <laughs> clever. Keep, keep it simple. Uh, Chandler and Brooks, what are you called? Has-beens. All right, there Washed you go. Up. <laughs> Washed up. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So I'm going to ask a question. Questions are worth a point. If you miss it, the other team can steal. And every answer will have the name Brooks or Hill in it. Okay. Every answer to the question will have either Brooks or Hill in the answer. Yikes. Understand that? Okay, so this will be golf, football in there. We'll yeah. start uh, We'll start pretty easy for the interns. And uh, you guys can talk and then come to me with your final answer. All right, all right. He has won five major golf championships since 2017. That's got to be Brooks, Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Y'all feel good about that? Brooks oh, yeah. Kepka. I do yeah. need a first and last name. Brooks Kepka. All right. You good with that? Oh, yeah. All right. Put one on the board for the interns. Brooks Kepka is go, correct. Connor. <laughs> all right. Question for the has-beens. Oh, boy. Do you believe in miracles? He did when he was the coach of the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. Herb Brooks. Chan? How do you feel about that, Chandler? <laughs> um, I was hoping that, well, he doesn't have Brooks or Hill in his name, but I was thinking you were going to go with Al Michaels as maybe. He did not the coach the team, no. He, nope. He but he was not. on the call. Yes. But I don't know who the coach is. I'm going to go with the hockey expert. Yep, it's Herb Brooks' final answer. Now, Chandler, are you signing off on this final answer? I am. Okay. I, I, have, I have trust in Brooks Hill. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, all right. Easy round there. Yep. Okay. Probably will get tougher. Oh, boy. But we'll see. All right. Interns. This Hall of Famer won two NCAA national championships. Back to back, I believe. He was the third overall pick of the 1994 NBA draft behind Glenn Robinson and Jason Kidd. So you're going back a ways. Uh, so remember the Fab, he's part of the Fab Five, no? 
Well, oh, I can't ask you that. Okay, wait. fair enough. Are you telling me Michigan Tell won me. two championships with the Fab Five? No, no, they didn't. Okay. Tell me again the two names that have to be in it again. Uh, Brooks or Hill. Brooks or Hill. Two national championships in the early 90s in college. Early 90s. Yeah, I was definitely alive for that era. Um, Where? (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Where? Where? Can we ask, like, what team he, like, won them for? No, we can't ask that. Yeah, I think that. Okay. It was an ACC team. ACC team. They won two natties in the 90s, and his name contains Hill or Brooks. I'm blank. I'm, yeah. I'm very bored. You aren't coming up with anything? I, I know it's before your time. I, 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 I feel like it's it. got to deal with Hill. It's definitely Hill in the name. I know it's Hill in the name. He's, I just he's trying to play the questionnaire, not the question. <laughs> uh, All I'm going to say is, in our defense, a little before our time. Oh, I know. In <laughs> our defense. I know. Defense. Totally. I get it. Uh, you got older people screaming at you right now. I'm just going to... You want me to just throw something out throw there? Out. All right. I'm going to go George Hill. I don't know why it's coming to my name, to my head, but George Hill. All right. That is incorrect. Guys, who is it? Grant Hill. Grant! I oh agree with Chandler. God. Grant Hill. Connor, would you have come up with that? You don't seem like you Def- would. No. All right, but no. Joey, you think you should have gotten That's my that? best guess. I don't yeah. even know if that. No, yeah. I, I, I was very confident on the last question. Not this one. Went to Duke. Are you final answering that, Chandler? Final answer. Grant Hill is the name I was looking for. Woo! Has-beens get a point. Um, to the dookies. I'm going to save this one for the interns and go down the list a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, all right. For the has-beens, this Houston Rockets guard led the NBA in three-pointers made in two, 2009-2010. He led the NBA in three-pointers made in a season. It's a lot of threes. Before Steph and Clay and all those guys started taking over. Who led the NBA in three-pointers made in 09 and 10 that season? His name contains Brooks or Hill. All right, Chan, what are you thinking here? Not a basketball guy. Um, I'm kind of thinking, I'm trying to think of like maybe a last name Brooks. Um, See, so with Brooks, you can go first name or last name. Hill, that's going to usually just be your last name. I love you using context clues, Chandler. There you go. So You really are playing the game right yeah, now. I like t- watching Chandler think you can really see the I'm coils in his tell, brain moving. You tell those gears are turning. <laughs> Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. Can I say you look very tan in that shirt? Thank you. Yep. Not me. <laughs> He just went to the beach. I, to the beach, I see a little red on you. Oh, I know. It's bad. I <laughs> Hadn't felt, set in yet, maybe. I fell asleep in the sun. We won't talk about it. Joey, you got a nice base tan. I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. Shout out to the parents for that one. <laughs> All right. What do we got, guys? Nothing? I don't have anything. Connor Brooks. All right. No. Do All you right. guys want to throw out a name? Can you restate the question? Yeah. 2009-2010 NBA season, he made the most three-pointers in the league that year. Three pointers, Rockets, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all play video games? Maybe NBA yeah, yeah. games. Yeah, I'm trying to lock into that. Maybe you had this this guy on your team. I don't know why. The only old Rockets I can think of is like Yao Ming, Tracy McGrady. Who they play alongside? If something rings, just say it. Just say it. Brooks Hill. I don't know. That's him. Yeah, Can't I'm, confirm it's not me. Yeah. I, All right. I'm going to have to forfeit that one, too. I don't know. That is Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. Okay. No what? bells ringing. Nope. nope. Next question. Led, uh, the, uh, led the NBA in, uh, in threes that year. 
All right, for the interns, this wide receiver has been in the NFL seven years. He's been to seven Pro Bowls. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> nice. He's been in the NFL seven years. Seven years. He's gone to seven Pro Bowls. Okay. So he's pretty good. Tyreek Hill. Would you guy. like to final that? Yeah, that's, that's my guy. Go ahead, Connor. <laughs> I appreciate you. I was you. about to be worried, but fellas. Tyreek Hill is correct. All right. I may have to skip that one completely. Um, since you guys are older, you're getting the older questions. Oh, that's boy. not. But you're not uh, that much we're older. Not that far off. I know. Yeah. It's not really fair. Are you 25 yet, Brooks? I am. Uh, I'll be 25 in September. Well, okay. clearly you will know this one. This 18-time All Star is in the Orioles Hall of Fame and the Baseball Hall of Fame. Do you know your legends? No. 18-time All-Star. Orioles, you said? Orioles Hall of Fame and the Baseball Hall of Fame. Man. I feel like I'm getting exposed more today than I ever have during my time as an intern. This can't expose you to the world to show the fraud that... So earlier, I was a fraud and I got Jeff Carr's number wrong. Now I want to show that everybody here is a fraud. <laughs> okay. I'm not alone. Appreciate you guys doing this for me. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you don't know the legend? Bob Brooks. No. Do you guys know it? Man. Brooks Hill. Connor, anything? You got somebody? No. I don't know why I keep thinking of Who's the like catcher? That. He's not a catcher. I don't think he's a catcher. Yeah, no. Cal Ripken. I don't know. Nah. Why. Every time I think, <laughs> I mean, of, every time I think of Orioles, Ripken. I think yeah. of Cal Ripken. That would be, yeah, if... if this guy's not Mr. Oriole, uh, Cal Ripken is. Bernard Hill. That is Brooks Robinson. Brooks I Robinson. Not, I not have got it. Someone used to call me that when I was working in, in baseball, and I didn't really see the connection, but now I <laughs> All right. You need to tell that guy, hey, thanks. The connection. He didn't know who Brooks Robinson was. Oh, oh, the player. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like the resemblance of Jackie Robinson, because I could see it. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving <laughs> Joey has a thing with skin tones, as we've learned earlier in the show. Alaskan. Oh, this is <laughs> the Alaskan guy? Alaskan. Uh, before playing, this is for the interns, in Oregon and Memphis, this 2017 Pac-12 Basketball Player of the Year grew up in Ontario, Canada. Is this, is this for us? Yeah. Interns, yeah. say it again one more time. Before playing basketball in Oregon and Memphis, this 2017 Pac-12 Player of the Year grew up in Ontario, Canada. Oh, Dylan Brooks. Final. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, that was that was a fastball down the middle for nah, you guys. you're good. I'm not a basketball like. No, nah, you're so you good. Got basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> got basketball. Got you. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think any of y'all are gonna get these other three. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so just to tie it up. Well, thanks for coming out. Um, this uh, cartoon featured a guy named Boomhauer on it. A king of the hill. That is correct. <laughs> I just wanted to tie it up. All right, now final questions. Just holler it out if you know it. Okay. This Virginia quarterback played for the Saints and Raiders. For Taysom Hill. Oh, wow. I forgot to put him in the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> from 2000 to 2006. I should have put Taysom Hill. Uh, that's, exactly who, that's exactly who I was But I did. Too. Oh, okay. I should give you a point anyway. Two th- you said, oh, 2000 to 2006? 2000 to 2006. He had 123 touchdowns, 92 interceptions in his career. And he played for, he was a Virginia quarterback? Played for Virginia, played for the Saints and Raiders. He has the same exact name as somebody said earlier in this game. Brooks Hill? <laughs> Brooks Robertson. No. No, it would be Grant Hill. Nope, it would be Aaron Brooks. Oh. 
<laughs> Does anybody know anything about wrestling at all? A little bit. I, I, went, I, I went to my first WWE event this year. I got floor tickets because they were in our arena, and I got to partake in a WWE, I guess, live event. It wasn't like televised. a house show. Yeah, a house show. Um, Do you like it? I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's fun. It, it was. I had more fun, like, people watching and it's like seeing how like some people are just so into it and i feel like that's yeah. like that's me when i'm watching hockey yeah and they just love wrestling and they follow like all these guys and they have their autograph binders like with their photos it was really cool to actually like see it in person for the first time and not like on you know tiktok or on twitter or something like that uh jerry says i thought chandler was the sports guy oh jerry easy pal jerry come on he did say lol does that soften the blow at all yeah, it does it does when you throw it a little bit all right good it's like he like punched me in the face but said all right all right it's, it's and then, then kissed it uh eric says joey looks eerily similar to rapper joel ortiz if he had a shorter haircut can't say i know who that is don't know who that is either yeah, all right <laughs> lol i gotta <laughs> he, he did not lol he said joey do you got those bars and you're not telling us no no no, no bars here are you sure <laughs> no nah, yeah for sure i mean i might be able to recite a couple songs now but i'm not as good as a songwriter as clip i'm guessing he are doesn't we sure look that, like are him? we sure that's a updated photo <laughs> i don't see it no can i yeah, see our boss i don't see that one. not enough puerto rican <laughs> i don't see it um all right but thanks for looking uh all right this pro wrestler tried his hand at mma in 2014 cm punk and signed a deal with ufc oh that's it, it's cm punk but wait cm and punk it's not Brooks or Hill. Yeah. I don't know. So real. what is his name? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know CM Punk. What is CM Punk's real name? Nope. Aaron Brooks. <laughs> no. <laughs> if we keep guessing it, eventually it will be right a third time. Maybe. It starts with a P. Philip Brooks. Philip Hill. Phil Brooks is his name. Oh. Phil Brooks. You did get the Good CM one. Punk, but okay. his real name is Phil Brooks. And none of you guys are probably going to know the second baseman most known for his time in Toronto and Arizona who won two Silver Slugger awards and was an all-star in 2009. Nope. Nope. That's Aaron Hill. We have a tie. We'll just call it a tie. Okay. That's a wash. Yeah. I got to come up. Uh, Taysom Hill. I should have had him in I the say game. the interns get the win just for him saying a answer that wasn't an answer in this competition that should have been the answer. Yeah. Dun, the dun, CM dun, Punk dun. was kind of who i was looking for just his real name phil brooks all right thank y'all for playing brooks or hill appreciate y'all coming out play the (laughs) intro again to close us out yeah close us out all right brooks or hill hill or brooks take a pill take a chill do you know will will brooks or hill brooks or hill Hill or Brooks or Brooks or Hill. Take a pill and take a chill. But don't feel like you should take a pill. Because Brooks or Hill, Brooks or Hill, Hill or Brooks, don't get shook. Take a look. Brooks or Hill. Brooks or Hill. Let's play Brooks or Hill. Tell me songwriting is difficult. (laughs) I just did that. You've been listening to Brooks? Now, imagine Taylor Swift singing that. It's a hit. (laughs) It's a hit. And she's saying like, All right, Chance. She met Brooks on a hill and they broke up or something. Yeah. And they he took Maybe a pill. A 
his name is Brooks. Yeah. He broke my heart. Exactly. I it's broke a hit. my guitar because he broke up with me. <laughs> Top 40. And then some screen in porch was slashed because he broke up with me. Wait, you're good at this too, Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you guys have a career after Pirate Radio. Chandler, hit the music, but not the booty bag music because it's getting been uh, getting flagged on YouTube. So unfortunately, we might have to change our winning song. But now is the time to call as you hear the killers. We're going to do caller four. What are we giving away? Away. Booty, 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 a booty, shrimp taco booty. lunch to Chico. All right, caller four, 317-1250 wins a shrimp taco lunch from Chico's. We'll be back with some Hurricanes talk and more with Brooks Hill when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, we got to, boy, Shirley's gone, so more poor break management by me today. Got to get better at that. Is this on me, really, though? Kind of. You got to, it's on me, but I need a handler. I need somebody to control me. So I should have been in here being like. Break it up. That's right. Brooks, while we got you here, let's talk some uh, hockey. Brooks Hill joining us. So Canes, disappointing into the season. We talked to you about that. Yeah. When we talked to you on the phone after their season ended, you said, I'm going to need some time to collect my thoughts and I'll come see you on vacation. And so like yeah. you, were, uh, you were really distraught. Canes are your number one fandom. I would say, I mean, behind like ECU, ECU I yeah. would say Canes are number one. No. Uh, well, let's talk about the offseason. Okay. So, Canes are in the news for a couple of reasons right now. Yes. And it's very confusing. It, were, yeah. One involves a stall and the other involves a stall. Correct. All right. Let's talk about stall. Okay. Eric stall. Okay. Wait, not Eric what, stall. Yeah, what about Eric? He, uh... Eric stall is on the cover of NHL 12. No. Like nine. six oh, or nine. seven. It was after the cup. Oh, it might have been oh. I think it might have been oh eight. Was it? Or, I okay. think it was oh eight. Yeah. All I right. You, I know what you mean. Let's talk about Jordan Stall. Okay. Yeah. So Hurricanes <laughs> captain, and I assume you saw the news on Twitter either yesterday or early this morning. So he is re-signed for the next four seasons for the Canes. It's a little bit longer than I thought he would still be playing. As you know, he's in the 
tail end of his career, but a very team-friendly deal that averages out to be about 2.9 per season. And he has a no-trade clause for the first three of those years. And then her have a modified, which means he can pick 10 teams in his final year that he would be allowed to get traded to. So 34 in the NBA, you're a dinosaur. NFL, unless you're a quarterback, you're a dinosaur. MLB, you can play for a little while, pitcher, whatever. But how about in hockey, 34? Like, is that to, to sign a guy for four years? That's he's I, old. He would be on the tail. He would be on the tail end. I think that the Hurricanes are evaluating their players and they're signing people as of right now where they think their peak is around the 28 to 30 age range. Okay. So, but he's proven time and time again that he can continue to play the game at a high level and play a lot of minutes. You know, he's going to be out there for every defensive situation possible. I think that he is a good captain. I think he responds very well to Rod the Bod in the locker room and on the bench. And I'm really glad to see you after people were freaked out for an hour about, oh, like the Hurricanes are being cheap again and they're not going to get their captain re-signed. hogwash it's literally like cliff godwin would say it's rat poison like people overreact to the first thing they see on twitter yeah. and they take it and run and it's like hey like just give them the time and it probably was like are we going to give them 2.9 million are we going to give them 3 million right you know how what, what do we get him to sign this contract in his last year he's only getting seven hundred seventy five thousand dollars. so very team friendly deal that allows the hurricanes to go use that money elsewhere Don Waddell, uh, quote, Jordan embodies what it means to be a hurricane. That's a cool quote. Would you agree with that statement? I think so. Whoa. Do you not agree with that statement? No, I, I do. I think I didn't know you were going to read that right to me, so I had to think about what embodies a hurricane real quick. <laughs> what like, is a hurricane? I would yeah. say Rod Brendamore is the first. Like You say Carolina hurricane. The person I will think of first will be Rod Brendamore. Yeah. You might think of Ron Francis um, since you were introduced to hockey a little bit before I was. I think of Bates Pataglia. Great guy. I just like that name. Owns really owns two cool bars in Raleigh. I think I've been to one. Either. And does the, does he incorporate the number uh or is it BB or thirteen? It's uh Lucky Bees and the but the B looks like a thirteen. Yes, okay. I have been to yep. one of those. All right, uh so that's the Jordan stall news. Yeah. Part of those. So what's the other stall going on? So a name that we talked about uh while I was uh, living back home in Raleigh, working some part-time jobs. You remember Tony D'Angelo played defense for the Hurricanes. I remember was, uh, him. I also remember he had some controversy before coming to Carolina, right? Yes. Okay. So he essentially got kicked off the Rangers, uh, got into a fight with one of his teammates, and punched him. And he was blacklisted for the rest of the season once he was cut. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes get him for a $1 million veteran minimum for a season leads the defense in points and was a big help on the Hurricanes power play and it is not a secret that the Hurricanes have had trouble on the power play the last couple of seasons it is for how good they actually are and where they finish in the standings it's kind of abysmal how lackluster their power play looks sometimes so uh, they traded him last year to the Philadelphia Flyers where he re-signed a con- he signed an extension on his contract, but now where the word play of stall comes in is they are trying to trade him back to Carolina, and Philadelphia was going to retain fifty percent of that salary. So it really would have been like the Hurricanes paying him two and a half to three million dollars for the next two years. Under the CBA, you're not allowed 
to trade players back to a, a team that they had played for prior um, 12 months or prior. Hmm. So the NHL put a pause on that trade. It would have sent a prospect over to Philadelphia on the Carolina side. And either they're going to have to wait the full 12 months, which in the grand scheme of things isn't a huge deal because it would be like July 12th. Oh, so it'd still be this offseason. So it doesn't yeah, no. Or the league will approve it. They have the NHL draft Wednesday, Thursday. They could get all they could get the people to sign off on it then and then it just happens then but that was news that i think came out last night or the day before and people were really excited about it people were also very upset he does have controversy he's very strong in his political beliefs um and he people will say oh like he didn't say anything in carolina because he had a muzzle on him well part of it was true he showed that he didn't need to talk to the media and he just wanted to play hockey, proved yeah. that he could play hockey, not get in trouble. He did that, but what he also brought to the team was something that they lacked this year, and that was that tenacity and the grit. Everybody saw how much we got pushed around against Florida with Kachuk and Sam Bennett just doing whatever they want to, and the Hurricanes are, granted, disciplined. They don't retaliate to the whistles, everything like that. But it's kind of hard to watch, and I don't know if you saw it, but we were just kind of getting bullied all the time. Bully hockey uh, went against Carolina in the playoffs. Uh, as we take a break, Brooks, who's the number one can't-miss guy coming out that everybody's excited about in the draft? Connor Bedard. Yeah, Bedard. And he's going to Chicago. Chicago. And Chicago just made a big trade today getting him some help too. So they went from like five-year rebuild because they sold the – they sold the farm. Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, everybody left. They get that number one pick in Bedard, and it's we're making the play. Like we got to make the playoffs next year. All right, there you go. Turns around like that. Off season hockey update with our personal hockey analyst Brooks Hill here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Take a break. Come back. Wrap it up after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Daryl Lambert of Greenville, the winner of a shrimp taco lunch. To Chico's, grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, got some uh, the final college baseball game of the season coming up at 7 o'clock. Florida LSU College World Series. O's and Reds tonight on Pirate Radio. That'll be a fun series. O's coming off a series win over the Mariners. Reds losing a, an awesome series against the Braves. Uh, as that one uh, had three fun games. Braves will play the Twins tonight. Those on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Brooksy. 
glad you're doing great man keep up the good work oh, thank you thanks for hanging out with us today yeah i owe it all to you guys like i say it every time if the hurricanes don't make the playoffs in 2019 i might not be where i am today because i probably don't get to go on air and talk hockey with you you got to uh yeah kick the tires here and talk some hockey and find your niche find your spot and here you are calling play by play awesome stuff keep up the good work We'll talk to you uh, when hockey season rolls around again. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, Connor and Joey, great job. Thanks for your on-air and off-air work today. And Chan, once again, here are your flowers. I'm giving you your flowers. Shirley should be back tomorrow, but if not, we're in good hands with the Chan man. We'll talk to you then, 3 o'clock on Tuesday. For the crew here, I am Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.